it is the Chair Shop Podcast back to you on a very cold Sunday evening here in the UK slash the Republic of Ireland. It's bitterly cold. It is it is a season for, for mulled wine and all that warm cider, I guess if you're American, we don't really do that over here, but you know. Um, uh, and it is a time for for um, <laughs> I don't say it's a time for listening to CSP, but that's all year, baby, for ten years. Uh, that's that's year round. You could be listening to this in May of of twenty forty when you're doing your CSP rewind. Um, I bet that would be unbearable if anyone was to actually do it. Um, we're back. The boys are back in town. Uh, myself, Barry, joined by my ever dependable co-hosts and my pals. First of all, Joe Towner's here. Hello. Good evening, everybody. And also with us, Paul. Hello. I think uh, a CSP Rewind, if someone did that, it would be the equivalent of, you know, when people watch a TV series, but they say, you got to get through the first couple episodes before it gets good. <laughs> be like, if, you, if you can get through the first 300 hours, it's plain sailing from there. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, um, uh, yeah, you know, they. it wasn't until they recast, you know, Aunt Viv, that, that Fresh pit, fresh Prince were going. It wasn't until about seven or eight years in when they all got working microphones and internet connections. Uh, but, ooh, baby, it was off to the... Re- oh, no, they were still doing, like, watching Raw every week. Okay, no, another two years. Give another two years. They, they yeah. got out of that habit. Um, God damn. Yeah, I mean, those, those I mean, those... Um, I was about to see the first couple of episodes, but it, it was a shockingly long time where the audio quality on this was I haven't, beyond yeah, awful. I haven't gone back and done a full... I, I think that was I, me. I, I think, well, yeah, not your fault, but it was, specifically your recording was the bad part. Um, so I guess it was your fault, sorry. <laughs> I know it was, it was, we can say it. I think, I think after about episode 150-ish, I think you're pretty good from there out. Yeah. But um, anyway, you're in, you're in, folks. You're in the good era of CSP now. Think about that. Um, uh, so so relish that, enjoy that. Um, uh, so a lot of things to talk about. As I mentioned in the intro, it is the Christmas season. Lots of festive topics to get to. Lots of our usual guffs. Big wrestling news weekend here. But I mean, I think I would be remiss if I didn't uh, uh, cut uh, cut through everything and just go straight to Joe and and and, and get his. Uh, uh, get his wounded takes on the on the old World Cup exit there last night, Joe. How are we feeling? Mm, it's a strange one. I didn't. It's different from last year because last year I did, did genuinely think we were going to win the Euros and we were kind of destined to win it. Mm. And so I was really gutted when we lost. Whereas this time, I think generally as well, the whole kind of attitude from from most fans was like, "Well, we could win it, but you, you know, we don't know." We thought we were going to have to play France, which is always going to be difficult. So I'm disappointed, but. On the other hand, it was a strange run because I thought we, we did actually play well. It wasn't like a typical England performance where right. we come up against a big team and bottle it. Like they played really well and probably six times out of ten, they'd win that match, you know, if Hurricane scores the penalty or if the ref mm. actually gave, you know, uh, some fouls uh, every time oh, Bukayo Saka was halted and hacked to the ground. But yeah, um, so disappointed, but, you know... It is what it is. It's hard to win the World Cup. It's not. It's not easy. So many, many are saying this. Many are saying many this. Are saying this. So, uh, it is hard to win the World Cup. Uh, yeah, not not too disappointed. Looking forward to the Euros and the Women's World Cup. In yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 Probably just win that. got our Sorry. we just got our our fine for being rude at the World Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 20, 20 G's, um, which you know, fair enough. 
But um, yeah, I, I actually did watch this the first first and last probably bit of World Cup action I'll watch because I was I was having some uh, Christmas drinks with the pals and they wanted to watch mm-hmm. it, so we stuck it on. It was good, a good match. I thought I thought it was it was dramatic. Certainly, two penalties. Um, you know, that's how that's that's the star rating system for me. Is like, well, they, if you go two penalties, that's great. Mm. But getting two in normal time is 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 something. But yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, and yeah, as you see, I mean, as I say, there's always next year and the year after, and then before you know it, it's men's World Cup time again. Yeah, you know, um, in the US, yeah. old US of A, baby. Mm. Well, you, Paul, any any additional takes on the on the on the footy? Any any non England takes also from on, any of the matches? Onto footy. Do, do footy golf now? Well, I was watching the ITV coverage of the oh, yeah. game, which is unusual because I usually watch the football on Radio Telefisher and su- ah, yes. support the uh, the boys, you know, support the, the, support the local yeah. talent, you know. Mm, um, they should get some. They should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I said on this before, on this, this here show, that the Irish coverage is like three Alan Shearers. Yeah, obviously, I, as a as a as a filthy casual, as a as a drop in, I uh, I can't weigh in on the the general standard. But it was it was they're just, just pretty, so dull, they're just, pretty dry. Yeah, yeah pretty. Uh, I mean, look, I realize you, I, you, there there is a, you know you, you're waiting for this generation's Dunphy. He doesn't grow on trees, thank Christ. Um, uh, but yeah, it's very very dry, very dry. But I was watching the the ITV coverage, and I think Gary Neville was pretty on the ball with it, where he was saying, you know. You can look at the positives of England going out, how they went out this year compared to in previous years, where it's typically been some absolute embarrassment. You know, um, they went out to Iceland in the Euro 2016, which is, I think, the the worst of their big tournament eliminations. Um, typically, it's on penalties to somebody. They obviously got mm. to the final of the Euros and 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 took the lead, and then ultimately lost that. Um, but also the juxtaposition of that in a sense it's more frustrating to go out like that that you can't just say to the lads oh hard luck lads you played really well and you should have won <laughs> and you still lost you know that's almost more frustrating in a sense for i'm sure for them but yeah look i thought england played very well um i think harry kane missing that second penalty will become in a sense the southgate missing the penalty in, in euro 96 that'll be a an infamous moment because England definitely had the momentum in that game. France's second goal seemed very against the run of play. Um, and if England had scored that goal, and again, this is almost the mo- most frustrating part of it from an English point of view. If England had scored that second penalty, I feel like they would have gone on to win the match. Um, but it's kind of been a World Cup of upsets in that sense. Not that France is being England is necessarily an upset, but in the, the way the match went, it almost felt like mm. one. Uh, Portugal having just destroyed Switzerland 6-1, banging in goals every which way uh then went to morocco who are got owned yeah i mean morocco just seemed like um a a team who can just grab you in a chokehold out of nowhere get a smelly goal and their goal they scored was was one of the worst i think in the whole tournament where (laughs) the keeper keeper comes flapping and the 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 head just gets to it before him and, and goes into the empty net and Portugal just couldn't score. Same as um, what happened with to Spain when Spain played Portugal. Although Spain mm. were even more t- toothless. Spain, Spain like England, have their own thing that happens to them almost every year, which is that they come up against some shit team. They they have a thousand passes in the match and one shot on target, and they get eliminated. 
And that's what happens to Spain again. And Portugal, yeah, so Portugal, right. So it almost feels very anticlimactic in a way. Mm. As unpredictable as this World Cup has been, you know, when you come to the semi-final stage, you want there to be the big the big pairings. Like England-France almost felt like a semi-final or final. We got that a little bit too early for, you know, how you want the World Cup to peak. Mm. But normally you'll have a you'll have a, a Brazil-Germany famously, mm. in, you know, 20, 2014. You know, you have some big behemoth match at semi-final stage. <laughs> bit of an anticlimax that we have Croatia and Morocco. In this it's, it's a bit like Tony Carner's book, this tournament. You know, yeah. and you've got... <laughs> You've got someone from, the, someone from the Dark Order in the semi-final. <laughs> what are they? They haven't won a match yeah. in six months. What are they doing there? You know. Um, yeah, and Brazil going out as well after tonking South Korea. I think there's just been a lot of kind of reading into big results and and, and assumptions made on that. Like Brazil winning handily against South Korea. It's like oh, Brazil. That it's like the seventy team, the eighty two yeah, team yeah. all over again. And it's like. No, South Korea were just completely shit and disorganized. They couldn't defend the fucking anything. But then Brazil had that same thing against, against Croatia, where they were by far the better team. Croatia yeah. got a stinky goal yeah. right at the end. Yeah. Were they far the better? I don't think they I think, I think Brazil handily should have won that match. I think yeah. Croatia knew what they were doing. They, they, oh, they definitely did. No, this isn't, a, you know, Croatia obviously had their game plan, same as Morocco. They have yeah. their thing they do. And if you can't play around that, the big teams are, will struggle. Like Croatia, yeah. ha, to me, have been unimpressive since the first game of the World Cup, and somehow they're into the semi-finals because they have their way of playing, which is yeah. which is very successful. Um, and I think that's what Gareth Southgate has learned from international football. He knows that sense, yeah. that works. That's why we got to the final of the Euros, and that's why people don't like him because they want him to play swashbuckling, you know, all attacking football. And he's yeah. like, no, you get to semi-finals like Croatia and Morocco by being hard to beat and then maybe being a little bit attacking now and again. Yeah. Um, and that's what will work. But. And there's also an element of luck in the sense of the draw there's you get. Luck, I feel yeah. like Argentina haven't been massively impressive. Messi nah. in parts has. I mean, Argentina-Netherlands was the best game of the tournament by by a distance, I would say. That mm. last minute goal. Oh, chef's kiss. Little little free kick on the edge of the box. Oh, we won't shoot. We'll do a little pass. And, and that was it goes tremendous. It was, was a tremendous game. Um, and then France on the other side. Yeah, I mean, sadly, we don't get the uh, the Messi-Ronaldo final with Ronaldo on the bench that we had all <laughs> kind of hoped. No, he, 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 did the, he did the Okada WrestleMania 9 crying up the ramp exit. <laughs> um, Messi's just doing air guitar <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it might be it might be Messi and Mbappe maybe in the final as uh, Paris Saint-Germain teammates but um, yeah I mean look there's also the historical fact of that that's very likely the last top level game that Ronaldo will ever play if he indeed ends up in uh, Saudi Arabia playing out the rest of his yeah. days there uh, scoring 900 goals a season um, <laughs> you know that's kind of that's kind of him done now, you know, for for better or worse. I still I still would like Paris Saint Germain to pick him up for six months and just have Messi and Ronaldo in the same team for six months. I think that would be that would be some fun. Um, beating the the French farmer teams that they have in their league. Um, but yeah, I mean Portugal again. I thought we're very unfortunate to not win that game. They're by far the better team. Just couldn't score. Uh, and yeah, that seems to be kind of the story of this World Cup is big upsets. Teams, Spain, Portugal, Brazil, all included, as Joe said, just hammering teams by five, six goals. 
and then the very next game they can't score. You know, it, it's a very, very odd tournament. I don't know if um, the fact that a lot of teams had already qualified by the second game and had rested their players for the third game, whether mm-hmm. there was any loss of momentum there as well, whether that plays into it. I don't say it does necessarily, but I've seen that bandied about. But yeah, this the, even though the World Cup has, has turned up a lot of upsets, which at the time was exciting, and we had the Netherlands-Argentina game, which was excellent. Uh, as far as semifinals go, yeah, this is kind of the most... Eh, I've been about a pair of semi. It ends up being it ends up being Croatia and France again. Fucking again, out. yeah, and, and oh. France will just it's like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. We yeah. don't need to see it again. Thank Once you. in a lifetime, we're doing it again. The very next uh, <laughs> chance, and it's it's like those two teams, but shitter because they're neither yeah. neither are as good as they were four years. Although ago. that being said, France Argentina was the best game at the last World Cup. So it that was, might be because they went mental. They went, yeah. This was four three, I think, in the end, wasn't it? I actually wouldn't mind. I, I, I didn't want Messi to get the World Cup because everyone's like, "Oh, it's destiny for Messi to win the World Cup," and I was like, "Fuck off!" I, hope I would nearly cheer for Argentina now. Even now, though now were, I'm like, "Yeah, come on, you little freak." Let's yeah, even though on. they were absolute dickheads in that Netherlands game to to a player, <laughs> booing the ball straight at the dust. How is that not a red card? How is that not a red card? Player, I don't know, Barry, you didn't see this. Player with a mad slide and tackle gets gets booked for that. But immediately afterwards, he just boots the ball into the dugout of the opposing team. <laughs> like, I, I saw the argument when he didn't hit anybody with it. I was like, well, you know. Uh, Sportsman like conduct and all that. You can poofing the ball into uh, uh, the opponent's you get, you dugout. Get a, is it, do you get a yellow card if you take your shirt off when you celebrate? Does that a yellow yes. card? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the same ballpark. I think that's a, I think uh, booting the ball into the dugout is worse. And Messi, Messi got away with a handball. They didn't book him for that either for some reason because he's Messi, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, very um, very fun game, that Netherlands game, I, I will say. There was a lot of um, a lot of gossip coming out of it. A lot, there was a lot to discuss, a lot of fun fun stuff. Um, but yeah, look, unfortunately for England, it didn't work out. Um, even though they had the power of Ireland running through their, their veins with uh, Grealish and Declan Rice in the team, who they uh, they stole off us. But um, anyway. Well, you had, you had Andy Townsend, so... <laughs> and Mick McCarthy, so it's fair. Unless we fair Jack, Jack Charlton, unless we forget, you know. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Jack. Yep, it's the World Cup anyway. over. Be over by uh, next show. We can. Good thing is the Premier League's back in like ten yeah. days. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, the World Cup wasn't the only football I watched this week. Go on. Manchester United played two friendlies oh. in oh, Spain yeah. against Cadiz and against Real Betis. Uh, with the the players who weren't lucky enough to to go to the World Cup, your uh, your Scott McTominays and your your Brandon Williams, De Gea, David De Gea, who didn't play in the first game for some reason. Uh, yeah, they they lost both games. <laughs> they lost both of them. Uh, Martial scored a goal, which is good. Uh, Penenka penalty, but uh, yeah, the games were otherwise. They definitely had a stink of preseason friendly to them because I figured. These are your first team players. You want to get their 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 fitness back up, leading into the season again, right? But they did the thing where they played forty five minutes and then took them off and replaced them with right. the kids, right. right? So yeah, nothing worth watching there, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I, I do like these days where there's no football. Give me a little break from it. Mm-hmm. Then we get back to the semifinals. Is it tomorrow or no? It's Tuesday. No, no, right? it's Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So the World Cup rolls on. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, in other news, they murdered a journalist. Uh, more on that next week. Oh, who did really? allegedly? Oh, uh, I don't want to say that who committed. That. <laughs> I, I don't want to say which. Uh, uh, I won't do. I won't do an accent for this bit. But just to pretend I'm, I did a unspecified nation saying the Chairshot podcast are saying things they should not say. <laughs> Um, yeah, I look. I could be saying that anybody murdered them. It could have been a, another journalist. What did it? Yeah, <laughs> journalist beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Um, yeah. See, I watched that match last night. Um, uh, I was having a Christmas night out with the pals. Fabulous night, lovely night. Played some Uno, which I haven't played <gasps> in a long time. Love a game of Uno. The game of Kings. Uh, truly, the game of Kings. Um, I played a little bit of that. Well, actually, before the match, we also watched a little bit of Drag Race. Paul, you would have had a great time with us last night. I think, to be honest. Very good, um, very very good. Was that in the pub? Uh, no, no. We 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 usually do a sort of quasi twelve pub thing, but then during COVID, we went to a buddy of ours house. Yeah, and I, I just well, kept getting old, so we're just yeah. like stay in the house. We went out eventually, but just okay, like okay, two okay. pubs at the end of the night. It was good. No, it was good crack. Lovely night. And then uh, today, um, with my CD belly, uh, myself and Brona did uh, continue powering through. We the house is overflowing with cardboard and flat packs at the moment. My my lovely co broadcasters here and my very small Twitch audience can see over my shoulder uh, uh, a Billy bookcase. There's another one still to go. We made a, a guest bed today, which was all metal pipes and loud and clanging and very annoying. I was like Venom at the end of Spider Man Three <laughs> when they all fell out of the box. I was having a seizure, but we got it built. Uh, so flat packs are fucking uh, like. Uh, I know it's like such a cliche, but Jesus, it really tests your patience as an individual and your cohesion as a couple. Because fucking hell, we got like a locker for the for the that sounds very officey. It's kind of a kind of a nice looking locker for the living room to kind of put things in. Trying to fit the hinges on the door. Oh my fucking god! I thought I was going to. I was going to put those dogs in the pool area. I was Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. Rosie was going to get enclosed in the pool area, and there would have been there would have been no more said about it. I mean, oh, man. luckily you don't have gym equipment in the house. No, thank Christ. I mean, look at me. You know, <laughs> um, I, I bought some. I just couldn't put it together. Do you know what I mean? So, I, 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 um, yeah, because like the stuff is really nice, but I mean, it, it is from IKEA. Um, we we got some stuff recently from from Jisk. Do you guys have a JISC near you? <laughs> I've tried, but they, uh... J J Y S K. It's like it's basically oh, another Scandinavian furniture place for, that's been around for like fifty years. It's like lesser known than IKEA, but JISC uh, they they got they got better packaging. I tell you why because if they if there's sixteen different types of screw in a JISC package, they bag them all individually. So in the instructions, like, okay, open bag A now. These are the screws you're using okay. at this point. Whereas IKEA still give you, here's all the shit in one bag. Mm. And they're like, use the two and a half inch screw, not the 2.6 inch screw. You idiot. You fucking idiot. What are you doing? And it's like, oh, my God. Trying to measure things and say, oh, this has a hole at this end. Oh, my God. Mm. Anyway, we survived. We're still here. Yeah. On the um, other hand, JISC sounds more like uh, an onomatopoeia for the ejaculation of no, I've never Sperm. thought that. I've never thought that, and I don't think anyone has ever thought that. Well, I think you, uh, you, 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 you've broken new ground on this podcast by saying that. That's why I would go to IKEA for that fact alone. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's been that's been the goings on here. I will also say that while I was out in the lash last night, one at one a.m. morning, I was absolutely pissed, pissed as a fart. I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was, 
I thought I was, my eyes were deceiving me and perhaps I'd had too many sherries when I saw one T Khan revealing that the Ring of Honor television deal is going to be on that there Honor Club website, what we all know, use and love all the time. Um, I, I think this has kind of come out of nowhere and, and dominated the weekend as the prevailing wrestling on, on, a, on a weekend where ring of honor had a pay-per-view and there was also news about sasha banks's wrestling future which we'll get to in a few moments i feel like this is the thing that i've not been able to shake um yeah so so tony was asked at the pre-final battle presser about tv he said i'll talk about it on saturday there was no announcement on the show and then just at the media scrum he just said it's going on honor club right because i didn't watch the I didn't watch the show live. I only watched it today, so I haven't seen the uh, the scrum or any comments. So, like a lot of people, when he did that, when he said, oh, "We'll say, what? we'll talk about it." Was on there Saturday. an audible gasp when he said it at the conference? Oh, so I haven't watched the actual. I haven't watched either of the press. <laughs> I, I, I just read the the notes, but okay. it's like when he said, "When he said, oh, we'll talk about it on Saturday." Most people, myself included, thought, "Oh, what will probably happen is fucking you know Rickabani or whatever will get on the mic and say, ladies and gentlemen, hmm. fucking.'" access or whatever the fuck you know they would do that and they did not do that um uh, and they and now we know why because he wasn't going to go out there and say ladies and gentlemen the news you've been waiting for can give it up for honor club i said let's give it up give it up yeah come on folks give it up give it up um yeah i I mean look i i i don't think there's too much really to say on this topic other than it's a it's a massive whiff it's a huge it's a huge 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 fail so i think that's one of the bigger blunders of of TK's um, uh, four or five year career as a as a wrestling promoter, I think I think to come away with not even a shitty streaming partner, do you know what I mean? To come away with not even not even a pop TV or whatever any of those shitty networks Impact bounced around on there, like nothing, nothing at all. Destination America, Destination America, none of that. That's there's no sell. There's no. Uh, there's no. Um, uh, um, what's the t- what's the term? Spin is the term I'm looking on. Mm. Um, it's bad. And the funny thing is, as um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think I think it was uh, Benno, friend of the show, Benno, uh, uh, pointed out on Twitter that this is like this puts it sub dark and dark elevation. This yeah. puts it on like so. This is like sub MLW tier because. You don't have a television deal, but you're also not even putting it on YouTube. You're putting it behind a paywall. This is uh, NW, NWA level. NWA, exactly, because they're on. They have a fight gimmick like right. AEW has. They have a you know a, a pay a fiver a month to watch it, which no you know nobody does. Um, and that's that's another thing as well. It's like when they announced that, I was like, okay, so if you want to do paywall for your TV, why nobody likes Honor Club? The few people I know who use it think it's terrible. Why not? Like you already do business with Fight. You couldn't do a yeah. fight gimmick you can do a fight tv gimmick a fight works as well like i i it's not perfect but i i never i never log on to fight to watch something and it's busted i will say that mm-hmm. you know yeah. um yeah i don't know yeah and i mean there's already bad will to ring of honor coming off the back of them being all over aw tv in a mm-hmm. sense right i know that's not to say people hate ring of honor obviously the pay-per-view probably did pretty well uh, as the yeah. previous two have but a lot of people are already kind of like, oh, Ring of Honor is all over AEW, belts flying around, blah, blah, blah. It's not as if, my point is, not as if people are chomping at the bit for Ring of Honor content at the moment, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And locking it behind the paywall, you also, unless there's some kind of 
free trial, which I assume there would be. You're you're kind of limiting your 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 growth there with people who might who might check it out, but who might not be willing to to part with their dollars for it. Yeah, and I mean, I did notice. I know we're going to talk about the paper later, but I did notice as I was watching it. I didn't even hear this news at the time, so keep that in mind. Um, I did notice there was a lot of all the title changes on on the pay per view were kind of get it off the AW folks, maybe with the exception yes. of the women's match. Uh, get it off the AW folks and get it back on the the, the Ring of Honor folks. Um, right. Not, not uh, I, I would imagine that the Athena is probably Ring of Honor bound for the foreseeable. I would say right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Master politician Chris Jericho, he heard that fucking honor club deal. He's like, brother, get this fucking thing <laughs> off me. I'm not fucking doing no fucking paywall shitty website title. No way. I mean, that's the other thing as well is like the ROH all over AWTV. That was off. That was business, and I I understand it. And look, and you were saying there earlier about their pay per views. The pay per views have done phenomenal business. They've they've claimed it's it's beaten every equivalent ring of honor pay-per-view in history like this of was yeah. almost certainly the biggest final battle mm. the previous death before this on they, they, they've trumped it all and they should have done with with yeah. aw backing uh, so it's not like it's been for nothing so they have garnered you know a, a pretty a pretty strong pay-per-view uh, business out of it but you you knew the second i think we probably talked about on this show when they put that title on chris jericho that was not just for that's not just because they thought it was a great storyline to have Jericho be the, the the champion of the real wrestling brand. That was obviously put it on a star when you're shopping mm-hmm. this thing around to, to yeah. television partners. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. He, Khan did some kind of preamble speech about how he his loyalties are with Warner Discovery. So I guess you could speculate that Warner weren't interested and he felt maybe politically he couldn't mm. shop around elsewhere, to which I would say, well, that's but then, too bad. Yeah. Too what, bad. It's the, still a terrible deal. It. Like why, you know, why not just fucking bin Ring of Honor? It's shit. What is Tony so loyal to it for? Like, I don't because he's a nerd. He's a nerd. I know, he's a- oh, I know people like Ring of Honor and everything is fine, but God, you got this great brand in AEW. Why spend so much time and effort trying to build this? second th- rate third rate indie brand back into something that it never really was in the first place it was always a super indie which was very very good very influential yeah but you know it's like ecw that was never a big a big promotion was it just very highly influential hmm. um obviously people are still doing fucking reunion shows still, yeah. 20 years later but tony just 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 say it's it's gone away <laughs> i do a reunion show once a year and just let it be. Yeah, and I, I, it feels like a bit a big part because even Punk even said this on some presser before he, you know, went away. He was doing some presser with Tony, and he talked about how happy he was that it was. Oh, you know, it's with this rather than the other guy. And I was like, I kind of feel like that's part of why Tony bought it. it was like he didn't want it to. Mm. He didn't want it to be fucking on Peacock is probably the short a short version of things because he's a he's a message board nerd of a, our age who 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 was coming of age as a fan when Ring of Honor was the thing and probably has mm-hmm. a huge attachment to it. And look, when you have the checkbook, I can't say I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd, buy it. His, his, I'd buy it absolutely as well. But yeah, but I'm also with you in the same sense. That I'm kind of like, if I couldn't get a deal, I would maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's there's, there's, there's got to be more to this story. This will be one of those ones where I'll be interested to see if there's anything meaningful in like the Observer this this week or something on, on this. Because like, I feel like 
Like, Warner wouldn't even let you stick it on fucking HBO Max or something. Just stick it on there. I know they're, that company's got a lot going on at the moment. So maybe maybe they're not in the mood mm. to, to be handing out uh, uh, deals to more wrestling. But I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a bit of a mess. Um, we'll talk about the pay per view uh, 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 shortly. I have not seen it, so so the lads will perhaps uh, take me through it. Uh, the other big wrestling story from the weekend was it was uh, reported uh, initially by Mike Johnson that that uh, Mercedes Vernado, Sasha Banks, what's what are, what are those, some of those names? She's she's also trademarked like Monet. Mercedes Monet, Mercedes Monet, yeah, which is not bad, not bad. Um. Uh, she seems to be getting away from banks, which I think is probably fine. Anyway, I, I, yeah. I don't. I never liked the TNA thing where they would go as extremely close to the original name as they could. I'm like, yeah, just do something different. <laughs> building societies, <laughs> yeah. Sasha building societies, Sa- Sasha banks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it was reported that she was going. It, the initial report was she was going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, which I thought was uh, the biggest non-story ever because I was like, okay, she's going to it. And yeah. <laughs> thought thought there'd be a little bit of buzz and just putting it out there, but then it seems as though the again this is a developing story. It kind of seems like from the most recent Observer Radio that New Japan have signed her to some dates. What does that mean? Don't know. And, and it seems like finally, after all this time, most people have assumed, but it seems like she is contractually free of WWE at this stage. Um. So yeah, things are things are. Heating up, and I would say so far the announcement that well they haven't formally announced it, but I guess the tease that she will be at Wrestle Kingdom has put the things I'm excited about on Wrestle Kingdom up to one. Uh, so I will at least be interested to read what happens when she's there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. What do you guys make of it? I mean, I'm going to watch Wrestle Kingdom this year anyway. This will be my okay. first one in a few years. Yeah, they're, they're still not allowed to scream and shout. And I'll noise. I'll do it. I'll do it for them. Okay. <laughs> Kenny! <laughs> Kenny son! <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm excited for it now that she's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenny Omega is going to be there. I mean, that's that's cool. They're doing Omega Osprey. There might know, be a few that. more AEW guys there. You never know. Yeah. Do you think they'll they'll go right to Sasha Banks Tanahashi straight away? Or. <laughs> <laughs> Tanahashi did wrestle. He did wrestle China, didn't he? No, he wrestles in Japan. You're mixing that. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck yourself, idiot. Absolute idiot. Fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, <you> fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it is funny that um, the, all the news is about, obviously, the fucking same company owns New Japan and Stardom, but it's all been very New Japan assigned her to a couple of days. New Japan is having her appear yeah. at Wrestle Kingdom. Now, I know, obviously, they have started to do They've said they're going to intermingle the, the 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 rosters more, and there's going to be little stardom showcases on New Japan and things like that. Yeah. I think that, I think they want to I think they want to get that brand moving. Which obviously there's one one big name you can certainly grab, but um, I wonder is it kind of like she's going to come in and do a couple of matches against stardom people on big New Japan shows to really maximize the visibility? Yeah. I'd imagine if you're that company, if you're what is a Bushi Road. Even as big a name as she is, I feel like sticking her on a stardom show is not maximizing, you know, no, visibility. No, no. no she's um, she's not going to be wrestling those supermarkets they do some of the G one shows from. It'll no, be, it'll be the the it'll be sumo hall or it'll be you know she'll be main eventing the fucking show. She's bigger than any of them. Yeah, 
any of their wrestlers, honestly. Let's be real about it. Yeah. But uh, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. It's all very hazy, as I was saying. No, uh, no concrete details just yet. Uh, but yeah, one to watch. I, I, you know, I, I, I just, I wanted her to go literally anywhere other than WWE. I've very little interest in seeing her making her her sixteenth comeback in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, redoing all the same feuds she's already done. I don't think they've made any new kind of marquee names that I'd like to see her feud with while she was away. Do you know what I mean? That's been a that's mm-hmm. been a bit of a miss. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that is the those are the two big wrestling stories covered. What about life guff? That's what is going on in your lives. I want to talk to you about your lives. What's happening? Well, I went to the dentist. Ooh. Oh, I nothing spectacular. Just your typical no. uh, biannual. Have a look at me teeth and give them a polish and that. But what happened the next morning is my lip, what I had a surgery on a few weeks ago, uh, swelled up like a balloon again. I don't want to get too gra- graphic on it here. But um, I assume what might have happened was a lot of trauma happening in my mouth these last few weeks. And the wound, the incision wound, pretty much was 95% healed up. Right? Went to the dentist. They're they're cleaning my teeth, scraping off the gunk, polishing it, doing all that. Maybe something got in the not mm. quite hundred percent healed wound, got a little bit infected. So I woke up anyway, and it was swollen up almost, not quite, but almost to the size it was immediately after the surgery. Mm. And uh, obviously, do you know when you you? I, I'm not going to try to do a visual here, but you know when you like lick lick your lips to moisten the old. Yeah, Joe sure. chops. When your lips all swollen now, you obviously can you'll miss it a bit right on on the 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 edge of your lip there. You can't you can't get full coverage with the tongue when your lip is the size of a, a sausage. Um, so I got a towel and I went to wipe my lip, and I looked down at the towel and there was some some juices what have what had come out of me my lip, and so there was some there was a little bit of infection there. I squoze squoze some of that out. Oh dear, this is that nice. But then later in the day, the swelling had pretty much gone away. It was, it was, it was, it was only due to there being some sort of infection. So I cleaned it out as best I could, as you can see. Well, listeners can't see, but as you can see, my mouth is pretty normal. Pretty normal. Today. There's still a little bit of swelling there, but it's not the whole lip swelling up like it was uh, yesterday morning. <laughs> um, also, my parents were doing a big clutter clean out. There, I'm very much not my parents' son in the sense that I like to hoard um, physical media and, and useless tat. They like to periodically clear everything out. We haven't watched this DVD in six months. Get rid of it. So I heard that was happening. So I said, no, 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 no. Let me have a look first. And if there's anything that I can uh, hold on to so that it can <laughs> stay in the family. Uh, that I'll I'll take. So, ironically, a lot of gifts and things over the years that I've given out of the kindness of my heart, I now own. <laughs> so I did pick up some nice uh, blue 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 rays. Lovely. Uh, Sicario, I know is one that we all like. Excellent. I have yes. um, a couple of DVDs as well. But um, yeah, so I had I then went through my shelves here and reorganized 
all my DVDs to fit in about 30 new entries alphabetically, which is a big old task when you have as many films as I have. But yeah, looking forward to watching some of them. I did watch one movie, which I'll talk about later on, which was great. Uh, so yeah, nice as always to top up the old the old collection once in a while. Um, Absolutely. If it's worth to do. I, I, I'm kind of now with the emergence of Netflix, Disney+, Plus, and so on and so forth. I've always been one who likes anyway to have the physical media, but I, I'm, I'm at the stage now where I'm kind of, I won't go out of my way unless it's something that I really either have an attachment with or something I really want to see, you know, mm. that might maybe isn't on the streaming platforms. So I don't anticipate that my collection is going to get much, much bigger unless, like I said, there's something that I, I really want to get. Okay. Alrighty. That's it. What about you, Joe? Um, not up to much this week. So I'm, I've been isolating ahead of my impending uh, medical mm. procedure. Mm. Uh, only supposed to, we were supposed to isolate for the week, the three days before it. But I, to be honest, it was cold and shit anyway. So yeah, <laughs> didn't really want to go out much. Uh, so just been, just been in. So the only really uh, exciting news is that I finally managed to purchase a new mobile telephone device. Excellent. And after four years of the Samsung Galaxy S9, which was a, a brilliant phone that's, that served me well, um, I've made the switch away from Sam, Samsung huh. uh, to the Google Pixel 7. Oh, baby. Oh, look at that. Um, so very nice phone. I mean, it's a black rectangle. Like, uh, like Oh, yeah. Bar, you know. Um, only thing with the Pixel is it does have, you can probably see the bump on the back. Mm. It has a big sort of sticky out bit, which mm. I was a bit worried about, but I did, I did get a phone case, which kind of, blends it in anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah. too much um also yeah first time ever i've actually bought a phone case i've never used a phone case in my life <laughs> and your last phone lasted four years yeah Jesus. i i just i always felt a bit chunky i was like uh you know yeah if god had meant us to have phone cases he would have put them on the phones you know what i'm saying mm, true. I, I like a nice skinny metal phone but i thought it was time to to get one so it's it's working pretty well so yeah it's um it's, it's a really nice phone. I mean, everything's kind of, I can't really complain about anything about it. Um, obviously, it takes a bit of getting used to because the, you know, controls or the little gestures that you do sort of thousands yeah. of times a week, you know, you, are slightly different. So you have to kind of relearn all of relearn that them. and stop trying to swipe backwards to, to do things. But yeah, apart from that, it's, it's really good. And um, although I'm not a big fan of tech monopolies, uh, the fact that it's a Google phone and it syncs with all of your Google accounts does yes. make things much, much easier. Um, so that that is actually kind of a nice bonus. But yeah, other than that, it's just nice to have a very kind of um, fast, up-to-date phone. Um, luckily, I was also able to install the uh, Samsung Fitness app mm. and carry over all of my step counts uh, from my old okay. phone. So I was, that was my biggest worry, was kind of losing those. But yeah. Other than that, all all very good. So I look forward to um, not having to charge it four times a day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Excellent good stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, love the Pixel. I've got my mine here. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I have you taken any pictures with it yet? It's got a um, camera. Not not too much, but yeah, I can I have seen the sort of difference because I think the, the S nine camera was a bit um, behind the times. Which let's see. right. So yeah, but this this one looks pretty good. Uh, excellent. Uh, on the tech, on the tech tip, um, I had a, a a stream earlier this week that will live in my heart in infamy forever. Um, <laughs> I was uh, trying to stream some uh, Splatoon three popular video game Ooh. from Nintendo. Yes. 
Um, but uh, the uh, piece of shit Nintendo dock um, doesn't have an Ethernet port on it. The little cheap piece of plastic garbage they give you yeah. to dock the Switch in does not have an Ethernet port. Uh, the Wi-Fi in in this house, once you leave the living room, is not very good. Every single device that we need to use, this laptop I'm doing this on, my work laptop, Rona's work laptop, all Ethernet, because once you get upstairs, no joy. So I'm trying to play Splatoon 3. And there's a software update. And I'm like, let me just start the game. And I go over to Splatoon 3 and I'm like, let me just jump into an online multiplayer game here. Can't do it. You can't play online um, uh, if, you're, if you're waiting on an, uh, uh, an update on an, uh, an, an update to install. I'm like, right. great. Awesome. Love that. <laughs> so I said, I'll tell, tell you what I'll do. The Steam Deck dock, which is, never, which is not getting easier to say. The one I bought, it's a third-party one that works with the Switch, okay? So I was like, uh, that has an Ethernet port on it. So I'll put the Switch on that. I can keep streaming, keep just, you know, and I can hook the HDMI up to the dock, download the patch, play some Splatoon. We're laughing. Okay. Put the Switch into the dock. The Not working. Not working. And I was like, okay, I have not been able to get this to work since I got it. I, I've been able to dock the Steam Deck itself. But it's a, even though it was advertised as working with the Switch, not working with the Switch. I'm like, okay, fuck that, whatever. Let's go back to let's go back to the shitty little Nintendo dock, and I guess I'll do Splatoon single player for the duration of this stream, right? Right. Put put it back in the Switch dock. Not happening. Nothing's coming up on the screen. Not working at all. The the aforementioned shitty piece of garbage that Nintendo somehow changed the industry with has finally died on me. It looks like. I take it out. I'm taking. I'm taking the switch out of the dock. I'm giving it a second. I'm plugging everything out. I'm plugging everything back in. All on air. Trying to fucking troubleshoot this shit on air, which is great. Everyone loves doing that. Uh, and I took it out, and I was getting no HDMI. And then I was putting the switch in the dock, and not only was I not getting video out at, at a certain point, it stopped charging the switch. Mm. I was like, "Great, it's dead, dead. It is dead, dead. This fucking dock." So I was like, all right, everyone, um, sorry, no Splatoon, I guess. Splatoon out of the question. And because I was planning to do Switch games, I didn't have the Xbox in the office, so I couldn't stream anything from that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to think on the fly here. I'll hook up the Steam Deck to the Steam Deck dock, and we'll do another little, we'll fuck around with the Steam Deck for an hour, because it's fun. Put, put Steam Deck in the dock, hook it up, no video out. Steam Deck dock now not working with the deck. I was like, great, great. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm running out of things in this room I can play on stream. I had to fucking plug in my fucking HDMI upscaler thing and try and get the PS2 going. And eventually I played SmackDown versus Raw for like 20 minutes before I gave up on the stream. So yeah, I broke two docks in the space of about 10 minutes um uh on stream which is great so that's my tech update i'm still waiting for the i'm waiting for the people who who i bought this steam deck dock off to email me back and i'm like here listen uh, I, this doesn't work for any of the devices you said it works for so that's my that's my tech uh, uh update for the week um we will move on to uh, uh our various other features do we have 20 questions this week is this a typo i see on this dock <laughs> or I or i do have a 20 questions oh yeah, wanna... It's been a it while since the two of you teamed up. So, um, okay. The fans. It is Christmas. We, we owe it to the fans. So, They're saying, when are we going to get fucking Paul and Barry doing a Twenty questions? So, okay. here we go. So, I've got, I've got someone. So, when you're ready, 
Okay. Um, is it a wrestler we're doing, or is it a yeah wrestler? Wrestler, twenty questions. Is, is, is that your first question, Paul? <laughs> well, wrestling, wrestling. I guess doesn't need to be a wrestler. Question one: Has the quiz started yet? <laughs> Are you really the leader of the Quickie March? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, it's been a while since we did this. Um, well, let, uh, let's start simple then. Um, is this person alive? Yes, they are alive. Okay. Is this person a man? Yes, they are a man. Well, we Excellent. Don't, we don't want to assume. But... Okay. We'll, we'll, for the purpose of this, we will. Yeah, for the purpose of this, we'll, we'll assume that this person is a man. Ali- an alive man. Are they... Um, have they... Ooh, how do I phrase this? Is this person still an, a regularly active wrestler? No. Okay. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're formally retired. That's how I was, was going to ask the question, but I guess some people don't formally retire. They just kind of fade away. Has this person ever been a, a, a held any of the world titles in WWE? No. No. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Not- Living, inactive man, never a world champion in WWE. Right. Um, da, 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 da. Was this person around, uh, and by around, I mean wrestling, uh, during the Attitude Era? No. Mm. I wonder if we go pre or post, whether that would be the way to go. I'm thinking... Post. I'm thinking post. That would certainly be a smaller group if we have post attitude era, but already not regularly. Although not regularly active could mean injured as well, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. When you ask that question, uh, yeah, I, was, you got, I would interpret active as like as they're, working. They're in the the business. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, yeah. they're in. The, okay, yeah, okay. So, that, so when they're, not active means they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're on the show. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's not Cody Rhodes. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. Or Adam Cole was another one I was thinking there. Um, has this person ever appeared in AEW? No. Okay. Okay. Um, did this person debut, make their wrestling debut, not necessarily televised, mm-hmm. <laughs> before the year 2000? No. Okay. Okay, they debuted. Okay. Living man, never been in AEW, never been a WWE World Champion, debuted after 2000. Yeah. Okay, so that that that's all right. Okay. Um, was this person, was this fella, this chap, uh, was he, um, God, uh, Was this person a world champion anywhere? Obviously, uh, when I'm asking anywhere, you know, New Japan, TNA, Ring of Honor, you don't have to look up. They were champion of WS416 uh, Tri-County Wrestling. You don't need to know that. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With a bit of a slight asterisk, but not, they were not, it wasn't like a proper world title okay they could they could they, they, they were wwe the world right yeah, yeah, they they, they, yeah, they yeah. could have been the ascot wrestling champion in a high school gym 
Yeah. But you know, Jim Dore was there. Is this uh, is this man of a, a Caucasian appearance? No. Okay. Not a whitey. It's not a cracker. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's let's uh, restrain ourselves here. <laughs> No, I have to say that on the podcast because I can get banned if I say it on Twitch. So I got to say it on here. <laughs> Is this wrestler uh, of a white devil uh, orientation? <laughs> yeah, okay. Is this man? Uh, Is this person? Is this man uh, black? Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, ten, ten questions. You're halfway there. I have an inkling. I have an inkling. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh, could we be talking about Mr. C. Montgomery Brown? Um, Money Brown. Money Brown. Is what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. The, the, the C <laughs> threw me off. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I'm thinking maybe more recent than that. But okay. Um, Money Brown was obviously best known for being in TNA. Yeah. Um, brief, and ECW. Brief stint in EW as Marcus Corvon. Oh, dreadful name. Yeah. Um, okay, let's try and get this down. Uh, assuming this person was in WWE at some point, which we ha- which we haven't confirmed yet. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to. If you want to try and go in the Brown Money Brown direction without getting too extremely specific, yeah. you could you could ask were they a regular in TNA at one point is a question you could ask. Yeah. I, Likewise, I, ECW, WWE, ECW. If you wanted to keep it, well, I, I, I'm thinking to go. Did did they appear in WWE pre 2010 or pre, like I want to? We we have after the year 2000. I was kind of want to spit that in half. Okay, but okay. we don't know that they were in WWE at all is the problem true true so uh yeah maybe it's just best to ascertain that because i'm thinking it could be even a jason jordan or uh yes okay yeah um, that's a good one yeah there's the meta as well that he was on smackdown this week um was he i didn't see that yeah the kurt angle uh birthday because he's kurt angle's son remember oh yes of course that great angle that Um, great angle Okay, I'll just. Did, did this person at one time wrestle for WWE? Yes. Okay. Did this person at one time wrestle for TNA? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like your thinking, Barry. I don't think Jason Jordan did wrestle for TNA. No, no, he was a PC uh, guy. <laughs> I think it was a piece of shit. <laughs> Very no, good no, no. Okay. No, never. Okay. Lovely man. By okay, all so let's think. Alive, not active. Wrestle for WWE. Wrestle for TNA. He never held the TNA uh, or or NWA world title. No, no. Which was at the time he did hold. He did wrestle for it, but never won it. White debuted after the year two thousand. Not white. Not white. Sorry, that's what I've written down. Black. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Did this person wrestle for uh, the WWE ECW revival? Yes. Mm. Okay, so let's let's narrow it down. Monty Brown is obviously seems like you might be in the right direction there. Who else? Uh, the Pope, uh, I'm trying to, like Pope. 
there's always actually yeah, Pope. That's actually that's a very good shout. That because he because he's he's like NWA commentator now, I believe. Mm, Elijah, he does. I I think I think he does wrestle on occasion, but he's not. I wouldn't consider him an active wrestler. I think he does mm. a, a spot spot appearance every now and then. That's a good shout. He was in TNA. He was in WWE, CW. He debuted after the year two thousand. Never a world champion. Um, what else was there? Uh, yeah, did big, yeah, that's big Rick ever wrestle for TNA? Elijah or whatever he, is it? Ezekiel Jackson? Yes. Oh God, actually, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, oh, yeah he got the locker pushed on him, or was that in? That was in TNA, wasn't it? Or that was that, that's the, that, that was WWE? Sorry, that was WWE. he 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 was he was in TNA. I think I think for a while. Okay, I, I, uh, I don't think it's going. I think we're more likely going to be one of the ones we have already. Um. Pope or Monty Brown is, is is a good is a good um. yeah. So I mean, it, I I suppose we can we can ask to kind of narrow that down if this person is still in the wrestling business at all. Yeah, Joe, you go for that. Um, just, Are they still involved in the biz? I I would say no. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. As far as I know, I don't haven't got their diary in front of me. But. I've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think, um, I think, I think let's, let's start to ask some Monty Brown specific questions, and then we can. Uh, okay, um, this is person from the Serengeti. <laughs> <laughs> does does this person love to do the pounds? Period. <laughs> um. Uh, like yeah, I'm trying to think what's a, what. Yeah. <laughs> I just maybe, asking, were, is were, they, were they involved in the? Um, no, because Elijah Burke was was actually no. Elijah Burke well. was in the the new. I mean, th- that would that would at least indicate that it's one of those two. Which yeah, I, but there, I yeah. would think I, I would think especially because I know Joe doesn't have his fucking diary, but I did just say that Elijah Burke does commentary. Like Elijah yeah, Burke yeah, is still yeah. in wrestling. Elijah Burke does stuff. He is. Yeah, yeah. I I'm fairly confident we've got Monty Brown here. Um, I'm just trying to think of a question we could ask. Um, what's a very specific? Oh God, again, it just doesn't. Um, okay, this no, that's. I was gonna say we could ask: Did this person jump from TNA to WWE ECW? Yeah, that makes sense. Because the Pope Pope yeah. went the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, uh, Joe. That question. <laughs> uh, no, they did not jump from. Oh, uh, wait, ah. TNA to, to WWE. Okay, that's that's mm. okay. That's, that's money brown out. Then I would imagine. So the, presumably they went the other way. Maybe not. Maybe not directly. Or not necessarily. No, they yeah, they, maybe they not directly. Don't. Oh dear. Okay. You mentioning Big Rick is is interesting. Um, or what was uh, Ezekiel Jackson? I suppose was his name. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in WWE ECW. That was. A gentleman of color, a ge- well, a black man who was also in. <laughs> well, because the, the, when we when we were getting into the ECW territory, I was thinking of Big Daddy V, but obviously he was around in the Attitude Era. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, that would yeah, disqualify yeah. him. He's also dead, actually. Now, <laughs> now that I mentioned, <laughs> we did ask the alive question. <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah, possibly Big Rick. Well, Big um, Rick was ECW, ECW champion. Oh yeah, that would that would count as yeah. That, so that was a, we asked that he's, he's not held a world title in WWE. Well, just okay. Okay, we've come to a. a, a I'm just saying. I just, I just as I mentioned, there was an asterisk on that. Oh, okay. Did this person hold the ECW 
in WWE title. Yes. The, fe- ah, the Phoenix okay. belt. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, that's that's a great pull by you, Paul. That is very good. Um, well, another thing we could narrow it down to, to him, uh, was this person in Lucha Underground? Yes. Okay. I have a Okay, I mean... Okay, I guess we could ask... I think it's question 18. So, was this was this person the uh, the last holder of the ECW Championship? Um, Before it moved to NXT? I, I, th- I think they were... Yeah. I may have to jump. Let me just double check that. <laughs> yes, they were. Okay, okay, excellent. Well, can I can I do the authors Barry then? Oh, absolutely, you got it. You you because you got it. So, uh, okay, our guest will be Ezekiel Big Zeke Jackson, Big Rick. Excuse me, <laughs> Big Rick. He might have been called Big Zeke in TNA. Called him Big Zeke. Yeah, that is correct. It was well done, Ezekiel Jackson. Paul. Well done, guys. Well done. Very good. That was a hard mode one. That was a tough. One. That was yeah. That was. I, I think I we wonder. did very well. Yeah. yeah, Big Rick. Yeah, he's gone. I'm very. He's. I haven't seen his name pop up anywhere. He's. He's. No, I retired in 2015. He worked in WXW apparently in 2015. Wow, that was his last, last wrestling run. Mm-hmm. Um, a few months in Lucha Underground, and of course there was the uh, the Summer of Rick in TNA, uh, debuted on June the 25th, uh, and then left on August the 7th. Wow, okay, um, very briefly. Yeah. One of those, one of those test Rikishi TNA runs. Yeah, he just showed up and left within a couple of weeks. And of course, he was also in uh, one of the one of the great factions of the 2010s, the core, uh, the, the core, the core, of, course. of yeah. course, the Apple Core. Cool. So there we go. Well done, guys. Very good. Very good, good stuff, Joe. Good. Thank you very much. That was a good one. Um, good stuff there. We will move on. Segue with the uh, wrestling twenty questions into the wrestling reviews. Let's talk about. Let's actually talk about final battle before we do AEW TV. I haven't seen final battle. I heard the main event was certainly a match of the year contender, one of the better matches of the year. No, mm. no, 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 no. The the main event was Chris Jericho against Claudio Castagnoli. Wait, what? Yeah. The, Wait, the, what was it? The, the tag match yeah. went on weirdly early. Yeah, third, third from the top, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because they main evented the second they match. Did, yeah, yeah, that main event. Very but, odd. But then, okay. to be fair, that was Claudio and Gresham, which went. Oh yeah, nine yeah Gresham minutes or something. Sulking and doing a nine-minute match. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, world title. I guess go on last. Uh, anyway, okay. So the, the the match that went third from the top then apparently was quite great. Uh, what was the uh, what was the what was the the feeling on it? And uh, the tag match was tremendous. I thought it. Was, <laughs> It's so brutal, five five way um, juice. Yeah. So even the even the referee getting involved. Yeah, Barry, um, you might be thinking, wait a minute, there's only four people in the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they got a they got like an ex indie wrestler, I think, you know, wrestler slash referee, in to referee the match uh, specifically. He's one that, of the regular but... referees, though. It wasn't. Oh, was he a regular ref? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but he's he's one of the. You see him from time to time. Um, yeah, very, very brutal. I think, Joe, I, I figured you would like it because this this match felt to me very much like what you want war games to feel like. Absolutely. That, that war game has become this stunt show instead of yes. a, a brutal feeling match. This match, let's not say there weren't stunt, but it didn't rely, like, my, my fear was... The, ch- the crowd at one, ch- one time were chanting, we want tables. And I was like, you want anything other but tables in this match? Yeah. We and then, yeah, and yeah. then because the crowd were chanting it, 
um, Mark Briscoe pulled the table from the ring announcing area over to the ring, and then they never used it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it appeased the chance, at least at that time. Yeah, there were some tables and chairs, but it was very kind of minimal and not a sort of silly or mousetrap kind of Yes, situation. they weren't like, putting they chairs just, on top of chairs. It was a brutal spot where, I think it wasn't that, it was Cash whipped... Mark, Mark Briscoe off the top. Mark Briscoe off the top rope down onto a stack of chairs it was fucking horrendous. Like, yeah. oh my god, I can't believe I did that bump. But yeah, no, you're right. It was very much. It was it was an NWA like 1987 tag team dog collar kind yeah, of match. Like, that, exactly the kind of shit I love. <laughs> the like the sort of match where the mat is literally the entire mat is stained with blood <laughs> by the end of the match. Like it, 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 you visibly see it across the whole match. Yeah. You the know, Briscoes and, in particular, a grade blood from them. Oh, they, they were really crimson masked. Le- yeah. A little bit less so FTR, but the, the Dax in particular, his body seems to be covered in blood by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a great kind of brawling, great spot. It was intense and kind of far pace, high pace all the way through. No kind of, you know, down spots and just just really really great story as well. Um, some of the direction was a bit dodgy, like like the the finish wasn't captured particularly well. Yes, um, I, know, I know that throughout the show, not only in this yeah, match. but um, I can kind of forgive that. That that almost gave it like an old school feel as well. You know, right. like when you watch stuff from the eighties and <laughs> they haven't figured out how to film television yet, so it all looked really <laughs> dodgy and the lighting stuff. Yes. It was kind of a bit like that, a bit old school, but. Um, yeah, this will be up there. I, really, my top five matches of the year. I think four wow, of them right. are going to be FTR matches. Yeah. Briscoe's Aussie Open, the Punk Moxley match, the Bucks match. Tremendous. Yeah. FTR, well. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, what I like about it is that FTR Briscoe have done the, I guess what we now call the, the like NXT main event style match. The, the first one and the two out of three falls match were mm. more your typical modern PWG, whatever you want to call it, main event style. And then this one was, as you said, a classic late 80s yeah. throwback, um, Dusty Rhodes style, you know. At the beginning, it was a little bit of a, a, a you know, brawl in the crowd, a, a little bit of that. And it just felt like it was like utter madness. And they got back to ringside. Yeah, there was lots of um, unique spots with the, the chain. None of them that felt particularly like we we see in modern war games where they're 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 tying the chain to a ladder and they're duh, duh, duh. it was none of that it all felt very organic um yeah. there was one bit though where um the spot was that dax was going to do a diving headbutt with the chain wrapped around his own head yeah. and he could just not get that chain around that to go around his head <laughs> shiny ball head yeah that was the only slightly uh you know if you want to be critical that was about the only dodgy spot but yeah i agree i like they did they didn't kind of lean it too much into the chains the chains were just there to keep them together yeah like it was it wasn't like oh we got to do something with this chain we got to tie tie you know your wrists around the ring post and then do yeah. it like, that's just fucking hokey stupid shit don't do yeah. that so i like it with it so yeah, very very high on this match. Yeah, the irony is that this would typically be the payoff to some kind of blood feud, whereas obviously mm-hmm. with Briscoes and FTR, because of the fact that the Briscoes can't be on AWTV, means that there wasn't much build up to it from the two teams. But it, it still felt justified in the sense of that these teams have been feuding for want of a better term all year, mm. 
and that it was almost to the, I think they, they kind of portrayed us in commentary that it was almost to prove who was once for all the better team that they had to go to this, this extreme. I think about their, their wives and their families. Um, and yeah, it was just, it, it was, it felt authentically brutal in a way that a lot of, um, modern hardcore matches yeah. don't necessarily. I think that had, what you just said kind of added to that old school feel as well, because yeah. it wasn't like they weren't coming out and doing segments every week. You know, it wasn't overexposed. It wasn't like Dax pushing Mark Briscoe's face into a birthday cake or having <laughs> a, having a weigh in or a debate or a, you know, back, <laughs> backstage segment where the other team comes in and interrupts and they have a brawl. Yeah. You know, all the kind of cliches of how you build a, a feud in wrestling on, on TV week to week. It, it, it was just right. They don't like each other. They have a match. They still don't like each other. They have another match. They have another match. But perfect. That's yeah. what you need, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very, very good. Uh, probably my favorite of the three. Yeah. But I think that'll come down to personal preference. Because as I said, the styles of the match was very different. Um, but yeah, I thought the Ring of Honor pay-per-view itself was a little bit expensive for my taste. <laughs> but I thought this match justified the uh, the price I, I was, of admission. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy it. Until they added that match. I wasn't even going to watch it, actually, until they added I was that. very much of the same mindset. Um, but when I saw that, and then also, you know, we'll talk about the rest of the card, but Wheeler Utah versus um, Daniel Garcia. Like, I loved their previous matches. Yeah. So I was like, the combination of those two matches is enough for me to, to plonk to up. To shell out. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And the fact that it was on at 4 p.m. Well, no, uh, 4 p.m. U.S. time. I didn't realize that because we were watching this yeah. in the World Cup coverage. And I just saw on Twitter that the the zero hour had just wrapped up. Whenever I, I, mm. I looked, so I made the decision then because we were already in World Cup mode. I said I'll just watch tomorrow, even, even though time wise it would have been perfectly fine to just stick it on. So I watched it today. As a result, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hopefully for for further shows, if there's if there's a, a special start time of four p.m., that would be great. Uh, I think the rest of the show. Aside from the match that we we just discussed, was uh, you know like a, a good seven out of ten show. Um, yeah, I think I think the only really great match was the uh, was the uh, the, Br- the Briscoes FTR. Uh, I'll run through the card quickly. Uh, zero hour. Do you watch also the pre-show, Joe? No, no, not that. No? Oh, baby, I tell you what, I did watch it as well. I had a lot of Ring <laughs> of Honor today. Uh, Jeff Cobb defeated Mascara Dorada, uh, the, the former Grand Metalique, mm. in a match that sounded great on paper, but didn't really truly deliver in practice. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, this was kind of the thing I was most looking forward to on the pre-show. So when it was the first thing and it wasn't particularly good, mm. <laughs> it was a little bit of a letdown. Um, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker defeated the uh, the worst named team in the world, the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Um, yeah, in a match that was quite fun. Cheeseburger and uh, Eli Isom. Isom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was- let me let me let me go spicy take on you there. That name is better than the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I don't think we talk enough because that's a great act and I love 2.0 and Jericho's having a great run. We don't talk enough about how that is the worst name. Like, like Yeah, but I feel like I, it's intentionally annoying. It, it is intentionally bad because I, I get, because it's like, it, it's kind of like a, the, that old fucking, the, the whole part of that, remember that 
God, this is fucking 12 years ago at this stage, the, the Nexus thing where it was kind of like they were portrayed to be a team, but really they were doing Jericho, uh, uh, Wade Barrett's bidding. And it's kind of yeah. like, I think they're trying to make the distinction between inner circle and Jericho Appreciation Society. The Jericho's like, no, no, I, I have to be the centerpiece. And it, that's fine, but I th- just just calling it what it is was so lame. But surely the name is also leaning into the, the sports entertainer yeah. bullshit. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, which itself is passe now since Triple H took over WWE. But anyway. Yeah. Um, nah, the, match was, the match was okay. Uh, the Shinobi boys actually were quite good. Uh, 2.0. As fun as they are, they wrestled a very uh, bland match here. He was okay. Uh, Willow Nightingale, the, the maybe the most charismatic woman on, on their roster, uh, defeated Trisha Dora in a in a decent match as well. And uh, in top flight, uh, Darius and Dante Martin defeated the Kingdom. Oh, the Kingdom! Remember when the Kingdom showed up on Rampage? Yeah, and uh, they announced. That Matt Haven is and calls himself the trend. Whatever that means. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd hope he calls himself that if he is it. Um, and uh, Top Flight got the win there in, a, in another decent match. Um, main show. So this is Joe, where you hop in. Uh, Blake Christian and AR Fox defeated Roosh and Jolistico. Let that result settle in for a second. Wait, what? That's actually bizarre to me. After after AR Fox hit a 450 splash, Drillisto uh, kicked out and the referee counted the three anyway. Oh, great. What are those great. Oh, Bruce is back in Ring of Honor, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Drillistico is the former is Mystico, right? The second Mystico, yeah. He's not, oh, okay. not Sin Cara. Is he Wait, original? What? No. Oh yeah, he no. replaced Sinkara, who was the original yeah, Mystico. Exactly. He's not yeah. the original Mystico. <laughs> Are you okay, Ray? Yeah. Let me. Uh, I'm getting. I'm getting mixed up here because obviously Hunico was the first Mystico, but then no, 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 the, no, 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 no. Hunico no, was, was a replacement Sinkara. But he was the he was the original. Oh, sorry, sorry. The original. Yeah, you're not talking about the best known Mystico. So that that's my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is sorry. is this guy the the no, Mystico? No, no, no. no. Who is Dragon he? Lee. He he. No, no, it's not Dragon Lee either. No, he was he was Dragon. He Lee. was also called Dragon Lee, but he's not ah, the one currently called Dragon Lee. Why is oh, so confusing? Okay, Roosh has two brothers. I know that at least right. We know one, which is Dragon Lee who was yes. on AW a couple of weeks ago, or on the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, actually, against Root. And then his other brother is Jolistico, right? Jolistico. Who, who used to wrestle as Dragon Lee, but he is not Dragon Lee. Jolistico uh, became Mystico after Mystico was the first big Triple H signing. Yes, okay, that's fine. Okay, that, that's what I'm asking. Okay. That's, yeah. So okay, so he 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 was the replacement Mystico after the very very famous Mystico got signed. Okay, yes, that's that's okay, right. And now he now he's Drillistico. Okay, yeah, so, that's so why. In, in summary, there are ten Mysticos, a handful yeah. of Dragon Lees, and a Roosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so after Blake Christian and Aerofox got the win, uh, to get their heat back, Roosh and Drillistico drilled them both with chair shots to the head. <laughs> okay great as, as you do uh one of which was missed by the director thank god um so yeah i mean the, the feeling would be i haven't heard anything to the contrary but the feeling would be that uh 
probably Roosh and Jalisco were supposed to win this one. It was very surprising when, when that result uh, happened. Um, and then, funnily enough, to jump ahead quickly, in the third match, I don't know if you caught this, Joe, Swerving Our Glory against Shane Taylor Promotions, uh, they, they, Keith Lee got the win, even though your man's shoulder was way up off the, off the mat. So in one match, you have the ref is counting three, even though he's kicked out. And the next match... Um, your man's shoulders off the ground, and they're 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 count three as well. So like, was that a was was the Keith Lee one a storyline thing or no? no, no I know they're fuck up. He's just got a fat back. Oh no, sorry, sorry, no, 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 no. It wasn't Keith Lee. It was in the Embassy match. Sorry, it wasn't Keith Lee. It was the oh, Brian Cage power bomb on on one of the boys. Um, sorry, Keith, didn't mean to drag you name through the mud there. You did a perfect pinfall. Um, well done, Keith Lee. Well done, Keith. Uh, second match: Athena Mercedes Martinez. Athena won the women's title. I thought this match was was much better than I. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. I thought Athena, Athena's been good, and I, I thought the point she raised in the week about how you know when 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 the men wrestlers wrestle stiff, all the fans get stiff about it. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of the song style, but what the women do it. Oh, she's she's dangerous. She's, she's she's yeah. I thought that was that was a a, a well made point, and I, I kind of agree with her on that. No, she's dead right. She is dead right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to put her in with somebody where you can hit each other real hard, uh, Mercedes Martinez was good, a good partner for that, and the match was very good. And Athena got the win, although Athena then, and, and that, this isn't a nitpick. I'm not I'm not making a point of this, but Athena then, um. The, the the hardened exterior cracked. She had a bit of tears in her eyes when she won the world title. So, well done to her. Anyway, the match is very very good. And she, her family were excited as well. Oh, oh yeah, because she's from Texas. Because it, yeah, yeah. it was in Texas, of course. Uh, Swerve in our glory defeated Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, get this: there was dissension between Shane uh, and Keely. Can what? you believe it? I know. I know. It's kind of the storyline that like swerve has like coaxed him back after after they had their falling out but i i hate when you do they, they did the big walk out at full gear and 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 now they're kind of still going but again i know that's i mean that's kind of the story I yeah guess. i do have a nitpick on this one actually go on which is that you know keith lee accidentally struck strickland which led to strickland walking out of the match and keith lee on his own was being beat the shite out of by yeah. the other two fellas uh, in a two-on-one, as you might expect, the numbers. As you'd expect, we, we, yeah. You know, Swerve walking out, the impact of that happening is Keith Lee getting beaten up by these two lads. And then Keith Lee just got up and beat them on his own. That was funny, yeah. Was I was funny, like, oh, maybe, maybe they'll have Keith Lee lose. That'd be interesting. No. And then it was no, like, yeah. oh, you can't have Keith Lee lose to these two. No, come on. But but, but that's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? On a, especially on, <laughs> you've got that red hot TV starting soon. I, I feel like the yeah. I, I, it, it, Keith Lee doesn't lose anything you know significant if he just loses to it. the ring of honor guys probably should have fucking won this is the whole they, thing as well saying like tony khan loves ring of honor or he's a mark for ring of honor you don't want to put over any of the ring of honor guys it's all the AEW guys that go over yeah Except in, the, in the title matches as we said but then even well, the title matches were uh, ring of honor guys beating ring of honor guys yeah AEW, or, no aew cesaro is not a fucking well he's less so than jericho i get feeling that cesaro was brought a four ring of honor you know no, I don't think he was on well, <laughs> Historically, he was, even, sir. <laughs> historically, he was in the uh, the Heroes Wrestling tag team. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even again for Tony Khan, as as much of a, a a lover of logic as he is, 
Uh, you would think the oh well well Strickland walking out should have a, a cause and effect. Then Keith Lee loses because Strickland walked out, and that would cause further tension between them. And then Keith Lee just won anyway. Like, well, yeah, who cares like, then? Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's one thing for them to lose to Swerve in our glory. Like, eh, they're the yeah. they're a big they're former tag team champions. They're great, but for Keith Lee to win on his own, that's that's treating them like small fry. You know, that's that's pretty bad. But anyway. Yeah, uh, Embassy won the titles, like uh, the six man titles from Dalton Castle and the boys. So that's what Brian Cage and the two the two big boys, uh, Toa Leona and Bishop Khan. Yeah, I like I like them. It's just it's another one of those things where Ring of Honor has been all over AEW TV, and yet these guys sort of haven't, which is a bit weird. So every time they show up, I'm like, oh, oh, right, these guys. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe one of the seven bajillion Ring of Honor segments they do could be focusing on them a little bit more. Sure. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't so into Dalton Castle and the boys here. I got to say, um, so you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of hot and cold on Dal- Dalton Castle generally. I like his character. Mm. Once he's once he gets into the ring, sometimes I can be a little. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him, and and just watching this match, I just felt like the Embassy were probably the right decision to put the titles on them. Yeah, and, and indeed, they won. Um. So the two winners from the tag team matches in the pre-show, Top Flight and uh, 2.0, had an argument backstage which led to a brawl to ringside, which didn't lead to anything or have any real point. And then later, when Matt Menard and Angelo Parker came out during the main event, I said, okay, well, surely Top Flight are going to come out now and chase them away. And then Top Flight just never appeared again. I, I didn't get what the point of all this was. Presumably, they'll just have a throwaway match on, on Dynamite page. Probably, yeah. Not even Dynamite. Um yeah, they were funny, but it was it was pointless. Uh, Wheeler Yoda, Daniel Garcia, I thought was very good. I didn't think it was quite as good as their previous match. I got to say, the pure championship match. Uh, yeah, no, no, I didn't enjoy this one as much. It was, but it, it was, was good. good. It was good. There was one spot in particular which was excellent, which was that Yoda had used up all of his. Well, first of all, there was like a, a surfboard stretch through the ropes, which I've never seen before, mm, mm. which Garcia did, which was excellent. But then also, Yoda had used up all his rope breaks. And Garcia had him in the uh, the Dragon Slayer, and to, to escape, Yuta tried like climbing out of the ring, and Garcia was then nearly falling out of the ring over the bottom rope. So you can imagine Yuta's going under the rope, Garcia's going over the rope, but he still has him in submission. Yuta's got him grabbed now in almost a bulldog choke, and <laughs> there's really only the rope keeping them from both falling out of the ring, which eventually happens. But I thought that was a cool spot as well. So there's some unique technical wrestling stuff here but generally the match i don't think hit the heights of of the previous one mm. um but it, it was good it was good Yuta got the win he's he's the champion again uh with a, with a very good finish uh, a ref stoppage which i like to see especially i think lends itself well to the the pure championship of that style Yuta caught garcia in a uh uh, a, a, funnily enough, a, a, a reference to the first ever UFC show, a, a crucifix hold uh, with a series of elbows to the to the head, which was a, a legit finish on one of the first, I think the first UFC show ever. Uh, and the ref called a stoppage and you would have got the win via ref stoppage. So I like that. Uh, Briscoe's FTR, we already discussed. Um, after the match, the gun club ran out and beat up FTR. God damn. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. I guess they're trying to heat up the firm, but jeez, like having. I think. I think they, they. 
we've gone from zero to a hundred with the ass boys being a joke team versus feuding with FTR. Like, I think that's like uh, FTR should be, I mean, I get, I was about to say FTR should be demolishing them, but I, again, like I, they're trying to build do something. Build, yeah. yeah. Which I guess they should do. They should, they should do that. But it's just, it's, it's a very difficult hump to get over with them because they were, they were so, so well and they were really good in their role as the ass boys that it's just it's kind of tough to not be pigeonholed as that you know i mean i feel in two minds on this is one the match was so perfect that i almost feel like you should have just left it as that and don't mess with it but from a character point of view if the ass boys are ever going to jump ftr after the most hard-fought bloody match of their career Mm. it makes sense you know so I, i gotta give them that um, this also kind of makes sense why this didn't go on last then if they were going to do this. <laughs> Imagine the baby goes off the air with Austin Gunn giving suckets to FTR. <laughs> to build up a rampage match, probably. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to be very critical on this one, but Samoa Joe and Juice Robinson had, had basically a nothing match. And this is crazy because spoilers for our Dynamite review coming up very, very soon. I thought Samoa Joe had a fucking a match of the year contender <laughs> on Wednesday. What a fucking match that is. We'll get to that later. I know. But I I was so surprised when they announced they signed Juice because I'm like, he, he and Moxley, who've had really good matches in Japan, that match they had on Dynamite a few months ago, that was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. And I've... I look. I haven't been watching New Japan this year, so I don't know. Maybe maybe Juice has been having some bangers that I haven't seen, but I'm not. I, I'm not loving this era of this guy's uh, uh, career. If I'm being honest. No, ironically, I preferred him when he was the flamboyant. What was yeah. the character name? Whatever it was. Yeah. Rock hard Juice Robinson is uh, is almost an absence of a character. It's not like he he developed the character. He just lost all of his character. Uh, yeah, Joe Joe beat him. I don't know. The match, there was, there was nothing there for me. As you say, uh, Barry, Joe had a, a match of the year contender. Actually, we'll, we'll, I don't want to spoil, we'll talk about that soon, but a match that reminded me a little bit of my favorite match of all time, Samoa Joe AJ Styles from Turning Point 2005. There were definitely mm. shades of that. Uh, and then in the main event, Claudio defeated Chris Jericho to win the Ring of Honor World Championship. The Ocho, the reign of the Ocho has come to an end. The uh, the match itself was fine. It was decent. It was fine. Again, a very interesting finish, which I yeah. What, what do you make of, of this? I oh, okay. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I I again. I have not watched the match. I saw the finish. I was like, bit cutesy for me for a main yeah. event. I I saw one of the one of the dumbest comments about it. I saw. Was uh, when I just said it was too cutesy. Go on. No, I I, I respect your opinion on it, <laughs> and I, I I can see that. But when someone went, I didn't realize you could submit to a giant swing. So you can submit to anything. Exactly. Like let's get, can we get out of this mindset of move sets? And yeah, people you can only are, tap, <laughs> tap yeah. out when you when you press press left and circle when they're down on the ground. That's I, the only I think time people you can are in, in in this video game mindset of this is the category of moves that you can submit to. Like what? Um, so Claudio got him in the giant swing and, and legitimately swung him for about five minutes, uh, at which point Jericho submitted. I, I didn't have any problem with that. I thought it was a unique, uh, clever finish. 
Um, certainly you could submit to a giant swing, especially when it goes on that long. You, you could make any kind of argument. Jericho's was going to be sick. He had, he had uh, blood rushing to his head. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it's illogical. That's not my problem. I, I, I think it's just, I think it's something he should have done to fucking Matt Menard on Dynamite a few weeks ago sure, to set this match sure. up. Not, not, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I think it fits the Jericho character as well. He's a little, you know, he's a, he's doing his classic Jericho thing of he's a little twerp and, you know, when you get, <laughs> when you get your hands on him, he's, He's not able to hack it, yeah. um, you know. I don't. I don't hate it in theory. I don't love it as a main event paper. No, and I can, I can see your point as well about this was Claudio getting the uh, the honor of Ring of Honor back. You know, right. yeah, the, the, maybe you could have had a more. I don't want to say a more brutal finish or a more impactful finish. Yeah, but no, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, and I suppose to be fair, look, you've got people doing fucking five way juice double chain match. Yeah, you 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 got that on this. You got too. that, and yeah. and you don't you don't want you know you don't want to do that because you don't, you don't want to encroach on that match. You don't want to encroach on the pure match. So you know they do something different. Fair enough. That's fine. You know. Yeah. Um. That's uh, that's fine. The battle. I will watch it because the reviews have been sterling, and obviously I want to see the FTR match. I'll watch the whole thing though. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I would say the FTR match is the only one really worth going out of your way to see. But the the rest of the the pay per view was to a, a relatively high standard. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm on I'm on my 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 bobs from work next Ooh. week, so I have a half day tomorrow, and then I'm done ski. So I will I'll have some time to watch some some Ring of Honor. Um. Yeah. So we will uh, jump over to Dynamite, I guess. So Samoa Joe and, and Darby Allen, what a match! Uh, as I said, there were there were specific references, there were like specific moves and a series of moves that they went through that were lifted directly from the AJ Styles match, which I appreciated a lot. Or not lifted directly, but obviously they they moves that they have done in were were also done in that match. Mm. Uh, I think Joe works best in this kind of match where he's the uh, the juggernaut, yeah, um, to to a Derby or an AJ or maybe a Ricky Starks, like that could, that that kind of match would work really well. I think, yeah, um, it was great. It was really really good. And even the uh, I think the finish even was was pretty much the same. Oh, finish. that was so great from the, from the AJ I, match. And it's funny because I was I was looking at him going up. I was like, oh, they're not going to do that. That would be impossible. And they did exactly what I was thinking they were going to do. It was great. Yeah. Um, Darby is kind of like the logical extension of like you know 05 AJ um, just uh, in terms of just being getting absolutely killed nobody gets killed better than him yeah um, I also like you I, I I was I was watching it going this is this is like Joe at his peak this is like nothing ever happened and he's still at his physical apex do you know what I mean yeah like obviously in the AJ match he had it maybe it was a step quicker but um, of course yeah yeah yeah, I love, uh, I love, I love that match from 05, and yeah, I love this one as well. Um, classic, classic big man, small man wrestling done at the very top level. It's good. And definitely better for Darby. Like I think, I think Darby gets more losing this kind of match than he does beating Cole Carter in a hard fought ten minutes. Yeah, of a rampage, yeah. you know. So he does, but he still deserves better, if you ask me. Yeah, but I mean, you can build from this match to a to a, a another Joe Darby one down the line, where Darby you do his Rocky training they montage. Oh. He doesn't do. He's gonna do a thing where he's in a warehouse, pissing on a fire in black and white with oh. film grain. He's like, 
this fire is you, Joe. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> I will piss on your fire. And then he falls into the fire. Yeah. Yeah, and, then he, and then he does a full body burn like he's a, a Hollywood stuntman in the 80s. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, um, what else was on this? Uh, oh, we had the, the perfect segment. The, oh, the yes, great, we had the oh, new perfect yeah. segment. One of the greatest segments in AEW history. Uh, MJF versus uh, Ricky Starks. Yeah. Um, so the, ba- the Battle Royal was... I mean, <laughs> jobber, jobber-tastic. Yeah, it was it, really it was bad. Like, wow. I mean, Jungle Boy was in there, to be fair, and Orange Cassidy. But, and Matt Hardy. Yeah. Matt, yeah, Matt Hardy was the Iron Man of that I'm fucking wrong, match. Um, God, yeah, that was this was probably less star power than the Casino Battle Royale on the first AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> I think this was... Yeah, and this was, this was a Battle Royale... Let's just clarify that again. Always clarify. Um, so let me just run down the participants for you here, right? Jungle Boy. Okay. Good. Yeah. Ricky Stark. Good wrestler. Yeah, love him. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes, who's on his last. Yes. We didn't mention yeah. the news. He's going to be retiring next year. Yes, his yeah, calendar year next year. Uh, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, Orange Cassidy, who was the first eliminated in, in a, a an odd um, decision. Kip Sabian, Matt Hardy, The Butcher, Sean Dean, Dalton Castle and Brian Cage. That was your run then. Um, so yeah, Cassidy gets eliminated right away uh, by the Blade, who <laughs> wasn't in the match. So I don't know what was happening there. Kip Sabian was then laughing at him. Uh, Matt Hardy, yeah, God, enough, Matt Hardy, please. Um, with his with his poofy hair uh, in a in a ponytail. Nothing much yeah. happened. You knew it was going to be Ricky Starks and Ethan Page at the end, so you're waiting for that to be whittled down to that. Um, Starks uh, missed a spear. They did the they did the Royal Rumble 2000 finish with the big show on the rock. Um, and Page went out, and Starks won. And MGF's music immediately hit. And then Joe, I'll turn it over to you. Um. Yeah, I, I like the I like the even though the battle royal had a shit lineup, I like the fact that it was there to to get Starks a little kind of boost mm. um, before MJF came out. Yeah, MJF came out cut a, a pretty good promo, um, not one of his absolute best, but he um, yeah got in a few jabs about comparing um, Ricky to the Rock. Um, what was it Dollar Store Dollar Store Dwayne <laughs> the Pebble um, the Pebble? He's going to skim him across the sea back to Billy Corbin <laughs> WA where he belongs. And that was, was a good line. It was, that was all good very line. good, and I was kind of ho- I was hoping they didn't just you know have Ricky Stark stand there like a moron being berated. Mm. So thankfully they did give him a chance to respond, and, and boy did he! He came back with tremendous one of the best babyface promos I can remember in in the last I don't know year, a couple of years. I can't mm. think of too many as good as this. Maybe like CM Punk in Chicago. Or the Cody, heyday of Cody in AW in the early days. Cody Rhodes, yeah. This was really up there. Probably the best thing Ricky Stark's ever done in terms of promos for me. Um, And it was a great dynamic as well. You know, the the heel MJF and the face Ricky Starks and the the privileged one and the sleeping in your car and hustling and grinding. It was was Dusty Rhodes-esque, the Ricky Starks. You know, maybe he's the true heir to, to Dusty. I don't know. I, I thought it was brilliant, and then a the little bit of physicality afterwards, just to to seal the deal. Yeah, uh, speared out of his boots. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go and agree with you on on that. This was a mark it down perfect segment. 
um, shades of the 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 great Seamus Orton confrontation of twenty ten. <laughs> I we gotta go back at some stage and rewatch that together, um, and talk about it. Um, so let, let me just mention some of the things I liked about this in particular. I thought the MGF's part was was comparatively poor. His promo, mm. but what I liked was. Because he didn't go over the top with his promo, because like Joe said, there were some good lines, but I thought it was for MJF standard, it was relatively mediocre. I like that as a result, the focus of the segment was on Starks. Yes. Mm. And so in a sense, the way that MJF delivered his promo actually benefited Ricky Starks and built him up, which I which I appreciate. Yeah. Um I like that Stark said, I'm gonna kick an asshole into you, which made no sense at all. But the passion was there. It didn't matter. Fucking brother, yeah, brother. Nobody cared. Yeah, nobody yeah. cared. He was. He was in the moment. Uh, I liked that. Um, normally, when when people will discuss who does or who shouldn't or should do the spear, you'll always see the point come up of Roman Reigns should do the spear because he's a big burly man. Edge shouldn't do the spear because the spear looks like shit because he's all st- sticky. Ricky Starks will typically is 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 not a broad man, uh, but this was a very impactful spear, and it looked great. And MJF's shoes flew off. I couldn't even see the moment was, when they came off. I had to look at a different camera angle, see where they went. They flew out up, up the aisle somewhere. The shoes absolutely hideous, by the way. <laughs> Bright pink socks on underneath. Um, yeah, the spear looked great. The low blow was 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 funny. Of course, it was a nice little full stop to the, the Starks promo, but then to duck the, the diamond shot and hit a huge, huge flying spear. Uh, I think the, the way that was shot made it look even better than it was. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. I, I don't think he's going to win the world title. Obviously at winter is coming, but I'm hoping that this leads to something um, substantial for him to do. Uh, moving on from MJF. Yeah, mm. it was, it was really, really great. Really, really great. Uh, what was not really great, tangential to this because it it, it is related to MJF, was the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club in the ring, as uh, Tony Schiavone said, "I got something to show you, boys." Yeah, uh, oh, Christ. Um, Regal doing his. I uh, if you've got if you receive this message, I'm dead. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I went back to my home planet. Yeah. Fucking. Oh man. This was terrible. It was it was it was it was a nonsensical explanation for something that had already been explained twice. And now we get a third branch to the explanation yeah. of the reason why I had to fool you was look behind your look over your shoulder, blah, blah, blah. like what utter nonsense. It um, it reeked of we had to change this story entirely because he's leaving like like and so actually we didn't even talk about actually on the the media called tony talked about his you know his, his mom being quite unwell which would yeah. seem quite sad she's doing better now thankfully and elaborated a bit on the circumstances um in which regal asked him if he could leave and and so on and so forth yeah. and the thing is aw does deserve a little a little bit of slack cut to them based on the amount of shite that has gone wrong um uh, tons of injuries people getting suspended people walking out people do this so you cut them a little bit of slack but at the end of the day the this story has been absolutely uh, uh 
just chopped to bits and and obviously tried to been rescued and stitched back together and it's just it has not worked at all it's been i'm kind of i'm kind of glad i I want us to just go just uh, just like let, okay let's not even talk about regal anymore let's just go and forget it do you know what i mean but but as we said last week when they did the uh mjf hitting them with in the back with the the diamond like the story had been sufficiently explained and completed by that stage already yeah we didn't need a, a addendum to that where he then explained, well, here's what I really was thinking. You know, we, we, it was already had been explained. We, we, the, the story had ended for all intents and purposes. We didn't then need to see Regal again. So, Hello, Shivani. Oh, I've known you for 30 years. Blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Let's just move on from this. It felt a bit like we need a reason for them, for the, the remaining people to still be pals and stuff. Mm. So I guess they'll all say, okay, well, we learned our lesson and then we're still going to be the Blackpool Combat Club. Although I feel like, I feel like they shouldn't. I feel they like we should, should probably... Co- I even feel like we should just maybe all go There's, our separate yeah, ways. Would be good. Yeah. We, 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 they, they, you know, we got Yuda over to a certain degree, which was good. And I think they can... AEW is good at that kind of... You know, they can be loosely affiliated. You, you can have them team together every now and then. But I don't think there's much use in continuing the Blackpool Combat Club as a stable. No, I agree. Um, I, agree. I, I, would, I would maybe quietly move away from that. Yeah. Um, was there anything else notable on here? Uh, the main event was very good. I thought the Acclaim oh, and yeah. FTR. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was good fun. Yeah. Um, but that kind of led into the paper, which we already discussed. Yeah. Um, so that was basically dynamite, wasn't it? There was nothing much else there. Um, Jade and the baddies against Kira and the fucking uh, the rampage regulars. Mm. Um, if you were, if you were, if you're a Kira Hogan fan and you were like, oh, they're going to split her off and they're going to give her a nice big push against Jade. When I saw her coming out with those two, I was like, oh, Kira, this is not, you are not, these are not the two. God bless Madison Rain and Sky Blue, but these are people who do jobs on Rampage that you've been saddled with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't quite get what we're saying. Like, like I, I didn't quite get the Kira thing originally, but I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe they'll do a big angle where, like, maybe this is jade's next big thing you know they're gonna heat gear up and then when i saw mm. it it's like okay no they're they're they've sent her back into jabroni town it looks like so i don't <laughs> i don't i don't really know what we're supposed to be getting out of uh out of this but anyway anyway moving over to rampage uh i, jo- did, I did not watch rampage <laughs> well as far as rampages go one of the better ones of it's the year one of the best in a, in a year probably yeah Two, two, two really, really good matches on this one, Barry. I, w- I would go on. Okay, recommend if you have if you have time to watch it. Uh, Moxley Takeshita. Oh, okay. I will watch that. Yeah, very okay, fair good. enough. Fair very, enough. very good. Uh, rematch from Fighter Fest from earlier yes. in the year, which was a great match. Um, so what happened during the match was uh, a fly at one point landed on John Moxley's forehead. Causing it to explode. Explode. Um, yeah, Moxie. He heard about the the chain match. He said, "Well, come on now. We can't have them stealing my blood thunder on this weekend." So uh, he was, of course, gushing blood uh, pretty much right away. Um, yeah, it was very, very, very good. Um, Hikaru Shida successfully defended her Regina the Wave Championship. 
which I did not get a point for back in the day during that quiz. Oh yes, yeah. uh, against the bunny. Um, I followed the bunny. The bunny does uh, vlogs now. She's, but not, she's been doing that for a very long time. I, I I was completely ignorant of that. I followed her her TikTok account that all the kids are on these days. I, but I, one thing I will say is that it's like an actual vlog. It's not a cutesy fucking, yeah. let's do skits. It's more kind of like, hey, look, I got a coffee and here I am in makeup and here I, I had my match and it was great. Okay, bye. It's one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, it's like endearingly sincere. I actually quite liked it. <laughs> I think there's about six or seven people in AW have vlogs like Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah. But uh, like, I, I'll never watch it. <laughs> more, more than half of them are, are just, they go to Toys R Us. Danhausen, hmm, yes, Legos, buy the Legos, please. Um, or Ethan Page or, or the like. Only Danhausen is allowed to do bits on his vlog. Yeah. Everyone else, just show me your fucking food and just getting yeah. ready for your match. Only Danhausen's allowed to go around. Oh, yes, hello, I'm on the interwebs. Great. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Love Danhausen. Only Danhausen's allowed to do bits. None of the rest of you are funny wrestlers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, um, more or less. More or less. Um, Lee Moriarty and the recently rebranded Big Bill. Yeah. I I like Big Bill, but big, big, call him Big Bill Morrissey. Not just yeah, I, I kind of like Big Bill as a supplementary thing to, to W. Morrissey being his actual name. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a powerhouse Will Hobbs type thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Big Bill Morrissey. Big Bill Marcy, big and big in in quotation marks. Big yeah. Bill Marcy, that's how you do. Big. It. Although they just, had, they just had him as Big Bill, which I don't know. Don't know about that. Yeah, it's that that it's the just billing him as just Big Bill is is I don't know about that. A bit bit cheesy, but whatever. Yeah. So Lee Moriarty and Big Bill defeated Izzy James and a wrestler who I think might be a Skyrim character, Clayton Bloodstone. <laughs> I got a quest off him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ah, it's the AEW Combat Arena you're looking for. Well, if you listen to my tale, I'll tell you how to get there, but it'll cost you a pretty coin. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and then the main event was Orange Cassidy against a mystery opponent of Kip Sabian's selection, which turned out to be Trent Seven. Trent God damn NXT, Seven. NXT UK superstar. Oh, God. Remember, Peter Kay's back. Remember Brit Riss? Oh, it were re- good. Trent Sevens, buddy. There, of course, he is. He always is showing up all the time. Ooh, ek. Um, yeah, what a fucking. <laughs> I don't even know. It's so funny that this happened the week the story came out that they have no plans for Miro. I'm like, okay, how about you um, don't use Trent Seven and use Miro instead? <laughs> That's my idea. Um, the match was actually very good. Uh, Trent is all right. I'm not. I'm not trying to say he's a shit match. The match was very. Yeah, it was good. very very good. Yeah. Uh, Trent Seven continues though. I, I'm not having a go here. If you're listening, God, this is you know, this is absolutely going to be having a go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was rampage. Um, no, 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 no. Have a go. Go on. No, no, no. I don't feel like it now. I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been spotlighted, and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> the match was very good. Good job, good job, Trent. You did. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having a go, but I would kill him the following ways if I had the chance. <laughs> you'll, you'll never know what it was. Okay. Oh, we to movies. We? Oh, we'll get on to fucking movies. All right, well, tell us. To, don't have a go with these movies, but tell us about. What, what they were. <laughs> I only watched one. I only watched one movie this go week, on. and it was bloody brilliant. 
uh, this is this is the uh, the highest of high recommendations for me when it comes to movies. Uh, 1944's Double Indemnity. That's right, folks. This movie's from 78 years ago. Okay. Uh, Double Indemnity, uh, directed by um, Billy Wilder. Uh, his most famous film might be The Apartment, which I've never seen, which I'm definitely okay. more interested to see now. He also did an Agatha Christie adaptation called Witness for the Prosecution, which you might have heard of. Uh, Double Indemnity is like the the classic noir of all classic noirs. Um, it almost feels like, you know, if you, if you took um, Tarantino and plucked him out of the 90s and shot him back in time to the 1940s, uh, and we're like, okay, we what we're doing is this this there's this new thing out called film noir, which is where basically <laughs> you, you have you have uh, 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 in in, in Double it's actually not a de- it's not a detective story. It is a noir though. So you have your lead character who'll go, hey baby, uh <laughs> you, you just you just you this dame here is looking at me real sweet all of a sudden. Um <laughs> And you have Barbara Stanwyck is in it, and uh, Edward G. Robinson. It's got a very, very good cast, but it's it's a uh, it's it's a really really snappily written, which is a point I'm I'm very roundaboutly getting to. Really like impressively snappy dialogue, like bordering on Tarantino levels. Um, so the story is that this the the lead character um, is a, an insurance salesman who comes across this uh, this lady's house. Because her husband is uh, due to, uh, to renew his car insurance. Right? Turns out that this this lady's uh, marriage isn't all it's cracked up to be. And there might be a conspiracy at play that this insurance Ooh. man might get tied up in to, uh, to potentially knock off the husband and make a bit of, make a bit of money off it. Um, now, as noirs tend to go, there's, uh, there's mystery at play. There's uh, sabotage. There's twists and turns. Um definitely feels like a movie that should be better not i'm not saying this like it's not it's not this underground movie no one's heard of but it feels like it should be one of those movies that you you almost know the whole plot of by virtue of simpsons references and stuff like that but actually i i, I got through it and there wasn't much in it that i felt that i've been spoiled on by osmosis of watching other pop culture things yeah um so if you like if you if you like a you know noir of the era or even more recent film noirs like your your LA Confidential or your um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine or or uh, the Nice Guys, I guess you're, you're kind of getting a little bit tenuous there at the link. But like, I thought I thought this was as far as movies like that go. This was a uh, uh, an absolute home run. Gave it the 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 rare full five on Letterboxd. Um, wow. Absolutely recommend. I have a lovely uh, lovely Blu ray copy, uh, Eureka uh, Blu ray. Weird. Um, I, I actually didn't watch this version, but it comes with two versions of the film. One with an updated audio track with uh, enhanced sound effects and music, which I guess for a 1944 film is is maybe appropriate. But I, I watched the original, uh, the original version. But nice that the Blu-ray comes with that uh, option. So yeah, big, big, big thumbs up. If you're ever in the mood for a black and white uh, movie, a trip down uh, the history lane of films. And you want something from the 1940s? Uh, you could do a lot worse than Double Indemnity. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Excellent. Uh, I didn't. I've only watched one film. Um, you know, nothing. Nothing new to say about it as we roll into the Christmas season. What was it you said to me earlier, Mister Cowboy? Ah, uh, yes. 
Yippee Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yes, I watched Die Hard. It's still great. I have nothing <laughs> nothing meaningful to add to that conversation. Joe, what did you watch this week? Um, I've been re-watching all of the um, X-Men films. Oh, yes. Uh, so, original trilogy, the singer Brett Ratner ones. Um, still very fond of those first two films. I think they do feel a little bit, I'll say dated, but... The first one little, in particular. A little bit quaint compared to what we've mm. seen since. Just the scale of the superhero movies you've had over the last 10 yeah. years with Marvel and even some of the DC. They feel a bit quaint but i I still very very enjoyable and and great performances and the fact still the fact that they went with um patrick stewart and um ian mckellen as as those two characters you know these two like shakespearean british actors yeah perfect get them in they'll they'll do a bit of good acting and then we can get all the you know the kids to do all the other stuff so (laughs) i'm in the game of thrones strategy um yeah still brilliant movies um and the third one wasn't as bad as I remembered, really. Yeah. Uh, there's a few kind of silly bits in it that maybe linger in the mind longer than, than the actual film itself. So the yeah. you know the juggernaut bitch. And <laughs> yeah. Some of the some of the castings a bit off compared mm. with the first two, and there's also the whole storyline with um, the you know, dark phoenix and her suddenly being resurrected at the start of the film, and it's like. What she she was dead? Like what is all this bullshit? Yeah. So, a few things that kind of throw it off, but overall it was it wasn't a bad movie. And then watched First Class um, today. Um, again, I said brilliant performances, um, really good casting for all the the kind of young, you know, the young versions of of the X Men. Uh, like the fact that it's set in the groovy sixties, uh, maybe go a bit too self conscious with that at times. It's a bit funky, a bit groovy, but. Um, overall, pretty pretty enjoyable. Um, I, th- I think they, the the relationship between Fassbender and Mac- McAvoy was the real key to it, and they maybe could have focused on that a bit more. It gets a bit kind of carried away into other areas, but yeah, I think it was a it could have gone badly wrong, you know, doing a mm. kind of prequel with younger versions of those actors. But they actually did a fairly fairly good job of it, and there was some quite stylish, you know, it's Matthew Vaughn. Who's done kind of layer cake and stardust and a lot of other good movies? Brought kind of a, a different approach to it and a good kind of style to it, and uh, some really cool, cool bits in it. Especially the scene where Michael Fassbender like is hunting down Nazis in Argentina, mm. and like he kind of sits down at the table with them, and they they suddenly realise that you know he's not a friendly German that he's there to to kill them. That's a fantastic scene. That could be you know yeah. speaking of Tarantino, that could be like straight out of Inglorious Bastards or some kind of you know Tarantino movie. And so, yeah, look, looking forward to days of future past. Next. Mm. Is there a reason you skipped the uh, the wonderful X Men Origins Wolverine? <laughs> I don't. I've never. I don't watch any other spin off ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. They listen, they'll they'll finish that movie someday, and and you can watch it then. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I, I think they've got the makings of something really good there. Um, I watched. The, I actually just did an X Men rewatch like last year. Um, <laughs> it's a very interesting franchise to watch it you know 20 years of bobbing and weaving and up and down and hits and misses and recast and rebrand and do this and it's it's very interesting it's very interesting to watch and obviously you know it it has its share of of whiffs obviously Mm -hmm. um i did watch the fucking spin-offs yeah well i i own all of them on physical media Media. except Dark Phoenix. I, I can't bring myself to buy it. That is such I, a colossal waste I of money. If you're I hated it. 
Yeah, that 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 feels that is terrible. I mean, that is, and it makes it makes X Men Three look good. I mean, it, it, you know, yeah. um, Sophie Turner. <laughs> that's a shame. Um, I, you know. I'm not not counting Deadpool, Deadpool Two, or the new, yeah. or the new mutants because they're 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 all kind of spinning. Actually, I have not. I used to, we we were working up to that, and I was just like, I after watching rewatching Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, was like I don't feel like watching the new mutants movie with like fucking that they filmed with Anya Taylor Joy when she was like 11, and then released it when she was 20. Yeah. Like you know, I still haven't seen that. Anyway. Uh, that is a movie girl for this week. What about the telly? I've not been watching any telly this week. What are you boys watching? Uh, I've been watching White Lotus, which is mm. uh, airing its finale tonight. So very much looking forward to watching that tomorrow. Uh, oh, another banger episode, the last one. Um, that that show has really stepped up recently with... Uh, um, like I said, early on, I was a little bit, mm, is it is it is it too close to series one? Is it just an inferior version of that? Mm. But I think in, in the last three or four episodes, there's been some really good movements to move away from what, you know, what was established in season one and try and make it become its own thing. There's some really clever linking of all the characters in the story. Um, and I think one thing White Lotus does maybe better than any other show I've, I've ever watched is uh, the way it uses sex, sexuality, etc., as a kind of means of showing power dynamics within a group of strangers. Um, the way it links characters together in that way, I, like I, I'm obviously talking very roundaboutly because I would I would really recommend people watch both seasons of White Lotus. But I think when you're watching season two of White Lotus, you really see oh the interesting ways they're not only linking character A to character B, but the way that the story is driven by either character motivations that are driven by sex or repercussions of, of sex and sexuality and things of that nature. So yeah, really, really clever. Where season one was kind of touching on that theme, but it wasn't really the, the driving theme of the show. In season two, that's definitely the case. So really, really great. Uh, looking forward to the finale and uh, I'll, I'll catch you up on that. Another show that's had a resurrection of sorts, I feel like, has been Rick and Morty. Because there were definitely, in, in the first run of episodes they um, aired earlier this year, more than its share of whiffs, I felt. Mm. Uh, but I think er- since coming back, I think every episode has been good to great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how that's kind of turned out. There was one episode, I don't remember if it was this week or, or the previous week, I might have talked about it already. But there was one show that was like, really really meta and not in an annoying way and that's kind of yeah the 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 line that rick, rick and morty can kind of straddle sometimes but i thought it was actually really clever and really well done so well done to the boys yeah i, I, I want to get back to rick and morty and I, I actually want to start white lotus as well we're we're brona's very distressed we're coming to the end of the fraser watch mm. um and she's 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 uh, she's dreading being done with it it's her first time she'd never watched fraser before we got paramount and she's <laughs> gutted that it's nearly over well, uh, White Lotus I mean, is, is definitely one to watch there's 250 bloody episodes I mean you've given you yeah you can just go back many to hours of entertainment yeah and we and we've ripped through them in like a month <laughs> like oh, it's God, been it's been know. on it's been on non-stop oh what what a show we're what on a fabulous to, show we're on to show. season three 
Uh, I didn't realize how quickly Frazier loses the, the puffy hair. Yeah, he only had it for like season one and two, and then he goes straight into normal Frazier. I like, thought he had Frazier. it for like six years. I know yeah. he, he very quickly gets rid of the, the puffy hair, which is a shame. But yeah, um, oh, it's a great show. Oh, there's just so many moments where like uh, Kelsey Grammer does uh, does the most like uh, panto fucking. Like for to Paul, who does have to start watching this show soon. Yes, um, there's so many moments where he does that bit from the the Simpsons episode with um, uh, David Hyde Pierce, where they're obviously doing a sort of Fraser send up, where mm. where they're talking about the origins of Bob and Cecil, and and Cecil's playing dumb, and, mm. and Bob goes, "Oh, come now." <laughs> Kelsey Grammer does that like once an episode, and is somehow even more panto than the animated show he did it in. Like he's just so insanely over the top. I mean, they are two phenomenal comedic actors, him and David Hyde Pierce, right. absolute, and they're just doing like classic, classic physical comedy and just completely over the top like oh my god it's such a gem but yes we're, we're nearly finished that i think i think white lotus might slot nicely in yeah um, there's only six episodes in the first season and seven, yeah, seven yeah. in season two so it, and it seems it seems pretty pretty digestible we, we gotta get back on the fucking twin peaks um <sighs> we've, we've let we've let that slide where we've only seen like four episodes so we we will jump back in on that but yeah no no other telly for me um this week and rick and morty we're, we're, we're slacking we're slacking on the rick and morty uh on the video games uh, i played 20 minutes of splatoon 3 before i broke my st- my switch talk uh i did successfully stream some of that new kirby game uh which is very charming um right. it's i i don't have too much to say about it it's it's, it's very charming uh and ooh, baby is it really showing the switch's age it's doing that thing that like every video game does where characters in the distance are moving at like half frame rate yeah. to sa- save computing power. But in Kirby, they're doing it like six feet away from the character. And I'm like, okay, why why is this enemy that's right in front of me animating normally? And then a couple of feet behind it, there's one animating with like two, fr- two frame walking animation. Barry, I'm y- like, you would love Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I got to grab the new... Them new Pokemans. That's uh, a new oh. genre where, where characters don't move properly on it. Don't move properly. Oh, and do you God, know the, the, the most infuriating thing? Not to cut across you here, but <laughs> no, no, no. Um, in Pokemon, it still does that thing. Like we're, we're what? Let me just. What year are we in? Is twenty twenty two already? Where in characters will 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 stop, rotate, walk, stop, rotate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, can we animate games properly? Like Game yeah. Freak are one of the worst developers out there currently, I feel like. Especially when you watch look, I'm not talking about you're playing God of War Ragnarok or something. Yeah. I'm talking about Last of Us on PS3. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I know I realize Last of Us on PS3, even that was like the top of the top. But like we're talking about we're a decade later and games are still Yeah. Not fluidly animated, you know. They were. I I I think, so there's, I think there's. I think there's not. I, I think there's no real excuse because look, this is a five year old system that was underpowered when it came out. But this is also the system that Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey came out on. There is no excuse for no. things to look this way. And like Kirby looks and sounds really great. It is a very nice, cozy, relaxing, cool game to play. But, like, you, you put all that effort into those aesthetics, and like I said, you've got, like, enemies a few feet from your face that are, like, not doing their full 
animation cycle. I'm like, come on, you could. I I don't think this is unavoidable. I realize this is a very limited system, but it's not that limited. Come on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's easy to make excuses, but there's cutting them some slack, and then there's you know the reality. But anyway, played a little bit of Kirby. It is a lot of fun, and 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 I I'm going to try. I also after that disaster on stream, I tried to play Splatoon off air a day later, and the fucking servers were down. I was like, oh my god, can I just play this game? Yeah, I mean this this is starting to get me worried for um the new Zelda because as you say the Switch is starting as a system to show its age very badly in a yeah. lot of the recent and we're not talking about recent uh fucking cloud ports of Resident Evil 8 or whatever. We're talking about first party published Nintendo games stuff that yeah. are not working properly on release. Yeah. Yeah, and I and, and I think there's no real excuse for that. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how Zelda turns out. I, I I'm still fairly confident in it, but, but we'll see. Um, obviously, then yeah, just I, I still fiddling with uh, the Steam Deck. Uh, I started a new GTA Four save, mm. um, which you know I, I I'm a big defender of GTA Four. I love GTA Four. I'm about three hours in now. It's got its hooks back into me. I think I, I think I'm going to replay this game right uh love it still love that that physics engine still love the the way everything feels i love the kind of sort of miserable depressing tone of it all i actually kind of really like i think this was the a perfect balance of rockstar's kind of uh commentary on america i've I've talked about it before i feel like when five came out i was just done i was like you i've heard all your jokes i've heard them all. you don't <laughs> right. you, you do not have anything interesting to say but i feel like four was was still relatively well done um uh so enjoying that uh one thing that's a pain again this is the reality of pc gaming you gotta sign into your rockstar account to play this game uh if you if it can't reach the rockstar social club servers um i I was googling a workaround for this because it's bullshit especially for a portable system if you can't sign into the rockstar social club you have to start a new save like you have to have you have to have like an offline it's save. Like hitman is it it's it's it literally that's actually what it reminded me of because hitman i i remember when hitman one launched and the servers were on fire i had two different save games going because they're like oh no 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 you can't access your main save when you're offline. No, sir. Why? Dunno. Who the fuck knows? But you can't. Uh, so this has that. Uh, so for a portable system, that's terrible. Like I'm, 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 I'm in a week and a half. I'm taking a train to Dublin. I want to have the fucking Steam Deck, and I'll probably play GTA. And this this thing of oh, if we can't reach the server, you have to have a separate file, which means, and it's not even a duplicate of your of your main one. Because uh, I, I tried to skip through the options. Cause like I said, the Wi-Fi upstairs is terrible. So I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Skip, skip, skip. And it said, okay, starting a new game. I was like, no, no. I, no what, why? This game is from 15 motherfucking years ago. Why? And, it's, and also this version, this, the current Steam version, has no multiplayer as well. So it's not like it's doing any anti-cheat bullshit. It's like it's just the single player. Terrible. Anyway, I Googled it, and apparently there is a, a workaround. But that's, that's painful. But that's also just the reality of uh, PC games. Yeah, is there a way to just force it? to launch in offline mode or does it kind of automatically try to connect it automatically it'll always try to try to connect that's um, very annoying like i said i was i was i googled that apparently there is a solution but you, I, presumably it, you just need to turn off the internet on your steam deck completely no 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 because because the the launcher will always try and reach a server uh oh. the rockstar launcher it's terrible it's really bad yeah. and that's the one thing because i i i for for because the Steam Deck is such a unique little thing, every game before I buy it or install it, I'm checking on Proton DB, which is basically a community, hey, this works, no, it doesn't work type right. thing. And everyone's like, this is great. Settings, all graphical settings on high, 60 frames per second is great. 
the launcher is a pain in the arse. You have to fucking sign in and you got to use the on-screen keyboard and it's janky and it doesn't work and it's trying to touch a server. But then when you get in, it's great. The game is fucking great and it looks great on the Steam Deck. Anyway, so there's that. And then obviously still a lot of um, uh, emulation stuff. Uh, jumping into a lot of like... Uh, uh, I missed a lot of Nintendo consoles. I didn't have a DS. I didn't have a 3DS. I didn't have a GameCube. I didn't have a Wii. Um, so mm. I've, I've got a big back catalog of stuff there to jump into. Playing some of uh, Paul Griffin's critically acclaimed Mario Kart Double Dash, um, yeah. which is a, a great video game. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, I'll tell you what, of all the GameCube games, I think Mario Kart Double Dash it might be one of the ones that holds up best visually. It's it looks still, great. It looks so... It's, like, bright and vibrant and sharp. It's very yeah. odd. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 colorful. It looks great. And, obviously, uh, on the Steam Deck, you can bump that, it up. That's, to, like, that's PS2 era. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, um, and it holds up a lot, a lot better than a lot of PS2 <laughs> games. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I you know, playing that at, at two times resolution, lovely stuff. Ah, looks great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, playing that. Uh, also playing Mario Kart DS, uh, which is... It's a pretty limited... Yeah. Mario Kart, but obviously it's one of the most successful games ever because it was the first like 3D Mario Kart portable. Because the Game Boy Advance one was like the SNES yeah, Super one. Circuit. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't like any of those old 16-bit Mario Karts. I don't. Uh, no. They're not good. No, uh, but the, 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 the Mario Kart DS is like super basic, but it's kind of like it's good. It's good. It's it's like a, it's like a really simple pick up and play yeah. uh, 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 thing. Uh, and then I'm also playing New Super Mario Bros. on the DS as well. Um, I'm, not mad, I was, I'm not mad about this. It's it's very okay. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, here's 2D Mario. One thing I'm surprised about both both Kart and New Super Mario Bros. on the on the DS, not not a lot of dual screen functionality. Um, right, yeah, not a, not, no. Basically none. I, I do also, I haven't gotten to it yet. I want to I revisit uh, GTA Chinatown Wars, which used that stuff a lot, yeah. um, which is a great game. Uh, but yeah, playing that. Uh, those two, uh, so I'm enjoying my my fake DS that I have now. Um, and uh, on the PS2 side, I've been playing a lot of Burnout. Uh, Burnout 3 is still one of the greatest games of all time, um, and I'm, I'm loving that. So yeah, that's the Steam Deck. It's still great. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, it's I, I, I'm a little bit kind of like uh, that kind of like uh, uh, endlessly browsing Netflix and never watching anything mode. Yeah. Because I've filled that one terabyte card with every fucking thing imaginable. And so I'm kind of like playing 10 minutes of black on the PS2 emulator. Like, oh, that's cool. Okay, I've had enough of that. Yeah. Okay, I'll do one, one race in Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, okay, no, I'm bored of that. Okay, I'll do one level in God of War, the original God of War. I've completely forgotten about fucking God of War Ragnarok. And I'm just playing God of War 1 on the PS2. Um, doing that sex mini game with the ladies. Um, uh, <laughs> you know... Um, yeah, so it, there is a little bit of, of I think I, I'm going to try and like pick a game and play it, you yeah. know. Um, well, when, yeah. once you get done with GTA 4 and that, um, speaking of GameCube games that hold up visually, you, you get cracking on that Wind Waker. Um, yes, yeah. I, so and this is an, time. Another, another, another problem I constantly run into, especially when, I, when I've got all these things, is the amount of things I look at and go, oh, I'll probably stream that actually, so I won't play that, yeah. but because i've i've got a i've got a gigantic i mean it's all encompassing i've only played breath in the wild my zelda backlog is yeah. unending um so um i'm, I'm wondering i think well, wind like waker that. is also a good um as far as being accessible as a first zelda i think it's okay. a second in your case mm. um a really good one yeah that's beautiful oh everyone hated it when, how it looked when it first came. yeah i mean look that's one of those big everyone oh 
Townie, Townie's had enough. Townie's like, yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I hated cell shaded Zelda. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, at the time, everybody hated how Wind Waker looked. And actually, we were all wrong. I hated how it looked as well. I wanted fucking HD Zelda. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, actually, but it is it is funny how our like I think especially when there's a generational jump, you 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 work you work. I remember at the time, I loved. We were talking about GTA Four, and I loved GTA Four at the time. But my friends were annoyed because oh well, there was three cities in the last game. How is there only one in this? I was like, but but look, like look at this physics. This is like the like the, the physics engine in that game is still like bleeding edge. Like it's not in modern games because it's almost too too hard to do and it's kind of like but the things you get hung up on people people wanted gamecube zelda to look photorealistic basically you know yeah um uh, and even twilight princess isn't that you know so no no we we never truly got the photorealistic zelda even to this day no and probably never will i mean it's not really good (laughs) i like how all those games look yeah, and like Breath of the Wild kind of goes back to that animated y kind of look. Yeah, it's thing. like a half it's it's like halfway between Twilight Princess and it's almost closer to Twilight Princess than, than Wind Waker. And then yeah, the the actually Sky Resort I thought was quite ugly, actually. Yes, um, I, I, I didn't play I didn't play or see that original, but when they put out that remaster, I was like, damn. Damn <laughs> that game looks like shoot. Yeah. Oh, look at all these videos of people flailing with a Joy-Con. This looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's the uh, uh, that's my uh, uh, game uh, golf this week. Oh yeah, oh, I, I've been playing Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Still, I'm I'm, I'm about three fifths of the way through it now. Okay, it's uh, it's excellent. It's really really Who, fantastic. Who's on your squad? Uh, my squad is Mario, Luigi, and Rabbit Peach. Okay, the lads. Yeah, the, the lads. Um, it's good. I I, I was more or less hundred percenting it, but I don't know if I'll actually end up doing everything in the game um but yeah it's fantastic it's it's like i said last week it's it's it, it iterates on everything in the first game and improves it it's a proper well done sequel performance wise is great as well notable not published mm. by it's, it's ubisoft obviously it's not nintendo um it's great i mean i was someone who was never super into mario rabbits i played the first one for an hour and then it was like ah, not for me so happy i went back to it it's uh it's a fantastic little series, and long may they continue making them because they are mm. really fun to play. The loop of doing the little turn-based battles is very, very fun as well. Not turn-based, the um, XCOM style, XCOM style grid, yeah. grid battles is, is really fun. They, they've improved those also in this one. Mm. Uh, I was hoping that they weren't going to move too far away from the system from the first game, but actually they haven't. They've just made it better. Um, so well done to those lads at Ubisoft. Well uh, done, your, your, your man who cried when Shigeru Miyamoto waved at him from the stage that one e three. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> the game director. Yeah, it's, it's. I tell you what, it's really fantastic. It's really, really great. Very. Uh, if very you great. um, if it's if it's whetted your appetite, if you want to, if you want a similar experience in a um, ten million percent less charming world, Gears Tactics is is very fun and also yeah. i think more accessible than actual xcom which i loved gears tactics i finished it i i like games that do that kind of thing I, i've always found actual xcom to just be really punishing and really uh, you know really hard because it's got like it's got that that turn-based gameplay and then it also has 
like really stressful everything is fucked uh meta game of resource management you're trying to build bases and train cadets and you've no fucking money and everything's blowing up and i'm like oh my god i can't i just want to do some turn-based combat please stop please let me be luigi (laughs) yeah i will say i think i think my rabbit sparks of hope is is easier than kingdom battle as well yeah i think the difficulty is slightly turned down um I should get back. I will get back. I should start Kingdom Battle. I bought it. It's I'm, great. It's really <laughs> like the year it came out, and I've never even booted it up once. <laughs> it's, I tell you, what, I'm I'm so happy I went back to it because it's a really really fun experience, and it's not super long. I mean, I think uh, Sparks of Hope is maybe in the 15 hour range. I'm not sure how how long okay. Kingdom Battle was, but um, they're great. They're really really great. Very much enjoying it. Have it done for Christmas, and then I'll wrap it up in present <laughs> and give, give it to my brother. You can play this now. Um, yes. Yeah, oh dear. Top top stuff. And uh, I think that'll be our, our game go for this. Did you watch the, uh, did you see the new Last of Us trailer? Did you see that? Yes. What do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it when I played it the first time. Oh. Uh, I'm Sorry, I'm one of those people. If you're one of those people if you're one of those. who thinks video games are good as video games and don't need to be other things, oh, I think it'll be good. I, th- I think it'll be good and I think it'll be really successful. It's. I think it's going to be huge. I, I think, think it's going to be huge. huge and good for them because it's a great story. Yeah, and um, I think they've gotten a lot of great people involved in it. And I think I, th- I think I'll watch it. I think I'll even go out of my way to watch it. But you know, I think it was. I think the video game media, and I'm not talking about journalists. I'm talking about the media of video game, the medium of video games. Yeah, it was the perfect way to tell that story already. Mm. So it's, it's like I don't know that it'll ever be as good as the experience of playing it to watch it but look for people who who haven't played it like like a joe for example um it would be a great way to experience the story so 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 check it out if you're interested in um yeah i i i, I mean it'll be it'll be fun to like presumably like talk about it at the water cooler oh uh, yeah but you're you're, you're gonna get the the people who go well uh, hermione didn't do that in the book <laughs> You, you're, the, 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 you the person in, 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 in my hypothetical water cooler seat, that would be me and I won't do that I'll be good, I'll be, good. good. I'll be, I'll will... be normal I'll be normal um, <laughs> oh. um, and I'll just tell them I was like, don't don't google anything about this because you'll yeah. probably get the game ending <laughs> so don't look at it <laughs> the one thing um, that would be better I'm sure in, in the series will be the combat so hey well, this is like isn't this like the most expensive HBO show ever or something like that? It's like so it had it had the highest like per episode budget I think of any HBO show I believe is is yeah. what the anyway uh, that's that's game golf and tangentially t- telly golf there. Um, that's gonna do it for um, this week's show. Uh, next week I'm away on Sunday. Or I, or I will be home on Sunday, but possibly late. So it may be a Sunday or Monday edition of the show. Um, we'll figure it out closer to the time. Uh, and then it's, from, it's from Christmas break time, because it's actual Christmas Day. Next, yeah, we'll need to think of later. what our special will be this year. Uh, we'll figure it out. It'll be a 10-minute we'll episode where we watch the Seamus Randy Orton. The Seamus <laughs> Orton segment? Oh, God. Oh, and we'll just do frame-by-frame frame dissection. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everyone. Chairshoppodcast.com is where you can go to pop us a mail if you want to contribute to a guff or you want to do a quiz or you want to argue or you want to say nice things or you want to give us a question. Oh, I, want to, I want to mention one thing. Um, go on. N- a nice story. 
is one my friend Stephen um had a baby in the week and he and his his partner were were um looking to have a baby for a while and the little baby happened so uh, I just want to give my congratulations there and also actually one, one, similar story one of one of our mu- uh, mutual friends Jack similar lines trying to have a baby for a while and then a little baby come out so well done to the people who had babies well done to know. the baby well, havers yeah and in both cases our friend didn't actually have the baby it was the, no. the it was the lady who had it but um congratulations nevertheless well done one time uh, uh csp co-host oh, yes and one time csp co-host steven both of them yeah been. so like we make it happen here folks yeah, the yeah, csp yeah. we're getting it done the csp uh, well done to the does the job and uh, lots of love to the little babas, to the babas. and the mamas. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, with all that, we will be back next week, uh, either Sunday or Monday, with more of the usual. We'll have uh, more World Cup guff and all that as well. You know, all the usual stuff you come to expect. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you then. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. <laughs>